Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Red Hot Comic Book Movie News. Shooting up your Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Weekly Planet, official podcast of comicbookmovie.com. My name is James, editor at that website. With me, as always, my co-host, Nick Mason. That's me, James. Last week, we did uh, an episode that was mostly about the San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con, or the news from last week. I remember. When I left, like immediately after I left, I thought of a Comic-Con joke. <laughs> and rather than wait an entire year to roll around and do the joke yeah, yeah. then, uh, I figured I'd just do it now. Okay. Okay, so, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen... Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, here's the, the Comic-Con joke. If you could insert a drum roll, or don't and make me look like a real idiot, it'd be fine. <laughs> oh man, people people will cheer anything at Comic-Con, won't they? I mean, I heard that they, they played some footage of a Ku Klux Klan rally, and people are like, Woo! Is this a new Moon Knight film? <laughs> and that is the Comic-Con joke. How do you like that? <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Thank you. You had me worried there, where yep. that was going to go. Yep. <laughs> Because he wears all white, it is. That's it. It totally works. Okay, good. Well played. Thank you. I mean, the context doesn't make sense. Not at all. (laughs) But it's it's still brilliant. Yeah. That is the official Comic Con joke. I like to think so. And I was just saying last week that nobody tells jokes anymore. Mm -hmm. But you've done it. (laughs) Have I? Yes. Anyway, it's good to be here. It sure is. It sure is. So, Mason, straight into the barely the news, roughly the news. Absolutely. Let's do this. Let's do it. All right. Well, last week, pretty much just after we stopped recording. Yep. A few hours. Some Deadpool test footage was leaked. Yes. Some mo caption. Mm-hmm. Mo caption. Yeah. Mm-hmm. CGI kind of an affair from 2012 with Ryan Reynolds in in the title role, which he's he's been attached to that pretty much since well a long time, maybe since like forever. Seven. I think somebody somebody influential on the internet mm. said, "Hey, you know who'd be good for De- Deadpool? Ryan yeah. Reynolds." And that's it's sort of stuck forever since then. So, I kind of get the sense that that's why he got the role in X Men Origins. Yeah, like, sure, absolutely. Yeah, the room is piled up. Yeah, yeah. And normally the case is when people say, "Oh, this person would be good for the role," and then they don't get it. But that's actually a case where that actually, yeah, yeah, that completely. And um, it was terrible. So there you go. <laughs> yes, it was. I mean, he wasn't terrible. He would be a good Deadpool. I'm not a massive Deadpool fan. Uh-huh. Are you? I think small doses for me work. Yes, absolutely. But what about you? Yeah, when he, I, I prefer a guest appearance. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll read the series from you know sure. every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. He's all. 
Or well, as shown in the footage, he's all like catchphrases and pop culture references and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And stuff like that for me gets really old. That's why I feel like Shrek, say, doesn't age as well as other, you know, animated movies from around the time, like Toy Story 2 or whatever. Like Ants. Like Ants. With a Z. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bugs Life. Because, you know, you've got your Matrix kicks and your... Yeah, and exactly. Your whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Daniel Tonks has written in and he says, we should embrace the fact that the test CGI Deadpool footage costume is better than the full budget CGI Green Lantern costume. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> So what is the deal with this test footage? Well, I, I'm assuming... Well, I don't know. Is well, it a re- it's real studio it's footage. It's real studio footage. Cause it's like that Ant-Man footage that was produced. Yeah, then, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The, the, um, the official Beta Ray Bill of the podcast, he also says that it's almost identical to the leaked script from 2012. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, yeah. Uh, but now that Guardians of the Galaxy have come out, though, people say that Peter Quill, Chris Pat- Peter Quill, he's outdoing like, what Ryan Reynolds does now. Like he, no, the snarky in the pop culture, no, and whatever, no. You I think Deadpool's. A high oh, they're completely. I, I agree. Yeah. They're completely different, but they're both kind of like. No, I think I think that's I think that's overreacting. I think that's, I think that's the Marvel character archetype. Yeah, is a bit like Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, you know, doing some action, bit snarky. Yeah, having fun with it. That's yeah. kind of it. And okay. I think people are you know people like that, and they just want to attribute it to everyone. But I, don't, I think Deadpool's the whole. Mm. He he's way way above that. Okay. Did you play the video game? No, I didn't. Well, it, it's the people who did um, the Transformers games, the good ones, right, right, the High okay. Moon Studio. Apparently, we've talked about this, haven't we? Maybe. Apparently, apparently, it plays like as a Deadpool game. The character's dead on, uh-huh. but the it's very clunky combat and samey and. I've, yeah, I've heard that mm. it's, it's. I've heard it's fun and it sort of pokes fun at a lot of the video game conventions. Yeah, but it lays it on real thick. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, would you recommend it? To yeah, me? let's all watch it. Okay. Good. Let's w- let's watch it on YouTube. Absolutely. That's what I mean. Yeah, I know what you. Somebody mean. else play it. Yeah, yeah. Somebody also, I can't remember who said this, made mention that if this is leaked, does that does that mean that this is dead in the water and this is like a move from somebody to kind of re, kind of get interest going again? Ah, uh, yeah. Mm. Ooh, yeah. I mean, why now? How, and how uh, else did it get out? Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just a thought. It is, know. but it's a good thought. Is it getting? Is it too far along? Do people care enough for this to get off the ground and do well? I think. Deadpool is always going to have a lot of yeah. very rabid fans, so yeah. They should just put him in an X-Force movie, like you said, have him as a as a character yeah, but yeah. have other people, because I think, yeah, on his own, he's pretty, yeah. Hard to take. Hard yes. to take, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. We're going to get letters from that. Yeah, I know. But that's all right. <laughs> it is what it is. But I think we've no, reached... No, I don't hate him yeah, at all. And I think but... we've reached the kind of level in comic book movies where he could exist. Because if you if you put out the first phase of Marvel movies and then a Deadpool film, mm. people are like, "Why is this film so self-referential? Yeah, and so so meta." But mm. now I think we've reached that level where you could have a guy who is in a comic book movie commenting on the fact yeah. that he is in a comic book movie. Absolutely, mm. yeah, yeah. And it wouldn't and it wouldn't seem like you know a superhero movie, epic movie kind of. Yeah, Zucker Brothers, whatever. <laughs> Terrible, terrible parody thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh god. Why? Why don't the Hulk's pants rip? I don't know, I've never seen one of those movies. <laughs> I'm sure that's a joke in it. Absolutely, it would be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Fantastic Four, though. You're familiar with that movie? We saw that picture of The Thing from last week. We sure the did, thing yeah. The Thing Thing. Uh-huh. It's wrapped filming. Huh. I didn't even know it had started had properly. Not, exactly, and I'd, I'd not seen any... Like that one that one head and shoulders bust of The yeah. Thing. was the only, There was no on-set footage. Nope. There was no people walking back and forth from their trailers in the costume. Production there was diaries. No, exactly. There was no guy, you know... 
wearing the Doctor Doom mask and covered in ping pong balls because they're going <laughs> to animate this whole body or whatever. Like, we didn't see any of that. No. Because nobody cares? I, I don't know. Unless I would say they're that's keeping it. it really under wraps. No, but... why would they? Because I was just, yeah, good point. Well, I was just talking about last week. I'm like, maybe they won't even make this, but they have. Completed. Yeah. So, you go. Oh, obviously, you know, CGI that aside, but, well, there you go. So, they, they, they've tweeted a photo of the cast. We did it, guys. <laughs> Dreams can come true. They tweeted a picture of the cast just all shrugging, like, oh, yeah, okay, all right. I mean, so there, we'll see it. Josh Trank's a good director. So, yeah, okay. You know, the one that he's made. The, the Chronicle made. guy. The Chronicle Great. guy. Great. You did it. Yep, I you remember. You did it. Yep. I didn't have to explain it to yep, you. I got it. All right, all right. Uh, Paul Feig. You familiar with him? He's Paul Feig, director. Bridesmaids. How do you say that? The Heat. Paul Feig? Yeah, I think it's Feig. Feig. Thank you. Like Feig, like yeah. a delicious Feig. Like a delicious Feig, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's in negotiations negotiations to direct Ghostbusters three, which will be a uh, female focused reboot, possibly rumored. Heavily. Okay, well, but all right, I'm confused. <laughs> I'm on board with that. Sure. Um, how many script? Isn't there already a script for Ghostbusters three or there something? Been multiple, multiple. Right. Okay. So they're starting from scratch again. Possibly. I mean, a reboot can also be set in the same universe now. Yeah, yeah. With an all-female cast. And I guess it doesn't... Like, you don't really have to... You don't really have to change anything about the script. You can just make the mm. male characters female characters. Yeah. It doesn't really... Like, it, it, Ghostbusters especially doesn't rely on anybody being any particular gender. So no, it doesn't really matter. I guess, it. yeah. Okay. Sure. I think they should set it in the same universe, but you don't need to focus on the old characters. Yeah. Have them there. But just have some of them there. Have some of them there. The mm-hmm. ones who are dead and want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> aren't dead and want to do it. I mean, you know, like 21 Jump Street works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not female focused, but it's the same kind of premise. It's new characters come in and it's that's still set in the same universe as the TV show. Yes. It, yeah. Which is weird. <laughs> yeah. But the whole, you know, it's, it's the whole, all of society has taken a weird slide yeah. towards parody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's still the same universe. So that's it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Is Johnny Depp in 22 Jump Street? Or was he killed I at the end of the first that. one? He was... Spoiler alert, he's killed in the first one. Yeah. And another guy from it. I can't remember which one. Not Richard Greco. Not Richard Greco, that's disappointing. And I haven't seen the second one yet. Okay. So, yeah. Mm, mm. Apparently it's good though. I've heard. Mm. All right, all right. And speaking of all right, all right. Matthew McConaughey, there we go. Right. Uh, trailer 3 came out. The way that you initially had to get it, you went to the Interstellar webpage and you had to enter a code which would then give you access to the trailer. I that's hate very all 90s, that shit. Yeah. <laughs> that, that ended with in 1999. With when Blair the Ma- Witch? Which, I was going to say the oh, Matrix. Okay. The Matrix had an amazing website, and I'm all websited out. Just mm. give me the trailer. Put it on YouTube in HD, and I'll yep. watch it. Otherwise, shut up. Yeah, I'm not working for it. No, well, and especially I'm not working for this web, this trailer, because <laughs> you know what? Interstellar. I've let, I've yet to find it interesting. <gasps> That's right. Still boring. <laughs> Still boring. <laughs> Do you remember when the Dark Knight, the first one of the first images from the Dark Knight Rises, uh-huh. was of Bane, yep. and they released an audio clip and somebody oh. yeah was that the audio clip? it was the chant oh, remember yeah. that Bane yeah, yeah. chant uh-huh. and Bane Bane <laughs> he's our man yeah that one <laughs> and if you can't destroy Gotham Stadium no one can <laughs> except for Superman oh yeah he did that but um yeah. Magneto also also Magneto yeah then you decode that audio, and that was a link to a website, which was then the first picture of Bane. Yep. And obviously somebody else went and did that, but like, I'm not going to do that. No, I... I'm happy never to see Bane ever. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and not do that. I guess it's interesting. I like the idea of a puzzle. Yeah. But I've got... How many th- pieces, maximum? Two. <laughs> 
I've got little to no interest in actually doing that myself. I like the idea that somebody figured that out. Absolutely. But I got no interest. No, me too. I'm glad those people are out there. (laughs) But the code was actually the date, I think, of the lunar landing, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I actually put the date in because I went to the website and then I'm like, ugh. And then I went back to the link and was like, oh, yeah, put this code in. All right, good. I'm like, you're lucky I'm already there. Yeah. (laughs) You're lucky I got the tab open. Mm. But yeah, not impressed though. Were you not? Look, I'm not unimpressed. It'll yeah. probably You're be depressed. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm depressed. <laughs> okay. But look, it'll it's I'm pressed for time certainly. So, sure. Um it'll probably be a good film, but nothing about this is making me want to see it yet. Yeah. What about the bit where it says from the director of Inception and the Dark Knight trilogy? I like those films, but again, fine. Yeah. Uh, also, uh Tyler Stoneham who is written into the show, he actually predicted that there's going to be that bit about the daughter, daughter aging. I called him out last week by saying somebody said that. All right, Tyler Stoneham. And that looks like that's the way that that trailer's going. The head of Alchemax. Alchemax? The future. It's Tyler Stone. It doesn't matter. Okay. The the Marvel Universe is the future of the Marvel Universe. Alchemax is Tyler Stone. It doesn't matter. Anyway. (laughs) It matters to someone. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 You and one other guy. Yep. So, yeah. So, we're excited. Yes. And we can't wait. What? For Interstellar. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I forgot what we were talking about for a second. Also, we uh, failed last week to mention the Mad Max trailer from Comic-Con. Fury Road. Fury Road, indeed. But that was because also the... Uh, what was it? It wasn't released online when we mm. were speaking about it. But we can speak about it now. Yeah. Did you like the two-headed lizard? I didn't notice the two-headed lizard. At the very start, there's a lizard. It's got oh. two heads and then Mad Max steps on oh, it. Well, when I, when I start watching a trailer, mm. I look away for a few seconds just to brace myself <laughs> for adventure. So I must have missed that. Look, it looks... Mad Max looks like how I remember Mad Max looking. And if you go back, it doesn't look like that as Yeah, much. exactly, yeah. But it's it's good. It looks good, doesn't I it? I think this era is very good at taking old properties yeah. and making them look like how you remember they look. Okay, like they take yeah. all the positive parts and they put them together and it makes it look like you have a certain mem- like a golden memory of whatever the TV show or the movie or whatever. Yeah. And then and you go, oh, I remember how good that was. And they've made a trailer that looks like that. Mm. But if you actually go back and you watch the original, terrible. Yeah, exactly. I think Doctor Who is like that. Okay. I think they've taken all the positive yep, yep. the positive memories of people, you know, people's childhood of watching Doctor Who. And they're scaring the blanks in their brain. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's scary monsters and there's amazing worlds and what have you mm. and story arcs and whatever. And they've made this new version of Doctor Who. Mm. But if you actually go back and watch Doctor Who... It's, I mean, don't do that. Because your eyes will explode. Your eyes will explode, exactly. <laughs> from adventure. Okay. But anyway, that's all I'm saying. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. But yeah, it looks I, it looks real good. Yeah, Tom Hardy looks like he's... Oh, you don't, you don't really hear him, but he sounds like he's got the Australian accent yeah. kind of... Mm-hmm. kind of. He would be part. good at that. Yeah, I reckon yep. he would. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, uh, on the Mad Max films. A lot of people chained to cars. Yes. <laughs> driven around. In Mad but, Max tradition. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is a continuation. But it also kind of looks like a remake of uh, 2, Mad Max 2. Right, yeah. Like the kind of road train kind of thing. Yeah, where it started to go off the rails. Like, the first one was kind of just... The first one, I, I understand why it was good for the time, but I watched it a couple of years ago. It's very dated. and It's quite slow. Yeah, and doesn't really line up with the other one. There are good parts in it, don't get yeah. me wrong, and it's a really great directorial effort, especially for the time, low-budget Australian movie. And the apocalypse is quite... It's, it feels quite vague and distant, looks like I thought. Country, country town. Yeah, it looks, like it's, it looks like it's just some sort of weird, violent cop drama taking place in a country town. Yeah. Like, the idea that there's a fuel crisis and the world is falling to bits, it mm. seems quite distant. Yeah. But it, in 2, everything really falls to bits. Two, 2 is easily the best. Yeah, yeah. 3 goes a kind of a bit Peter Pan yep. in the end. Uh, but it does have 
Tina Turner. It does have Tina Turner. But the the theme song from that film is We Don't Need Another Hero. Boy, yeah. Which is a great song, yes. I think. It's a yeah. great pop song. But I'd never noticed before that she had... Like, it's been on, like, one of those classic FM stations mm. recently a lot, like, where we live. And I've noticed that she clearly had to stick a reference to Thunderdome in there. <laughs> like, there's this weird shoehorned Thunderdome reference just before... Just at the end of the chorus every time. Like, it would be... Like, how do you explain that in, in you know, decades to come? Did she what? say, in brackets, Thunderdome? Yeah, she says, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <coughs> by the way, Thunderdome. She says that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're going to go back and watch it, watch two. You don't really need to watch the other ones. No, exactly. Also, there's a character in two who's a pilot. Yeah. Who the, the actor who plays him reappears in part three as a pilot of a different kind of aircraft. One's a helicopter, one's a plane yep. or a gyrocopter or whatever. I can't remember. But they're different characters. Huh. And I don't understand why you just wouldn't have him be the same guy. Yeah, well, see, he's... I'm he, like, why doesn't he recognise him? He they was, should recognise no, each no, other. No, no, he was... This This was the 80s Rob Schneider. Oh, okay. Like, he, he, he was your equivalent of... He keeps showing up in, you know, them films. Yeah, yeah. the Happy Madison films. Absolutely. As a different guy. Okay, it's, now yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah, no, it looks, it looks really good. And we were talking about how he's got... They, they tattoo all his kind of... Vital statistics, statistics, yeah. On his body. They tattoo his rookie card on, on his yeah, back, yeah. yeah. And it says, like, genitals intact and, like, organs and... And what his blood type is what and, his blood type and stuff, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Which may have been in the other films yeah, we were discussing it, we can't remember. I can't remember. And I didn't, I didn't watch them that long ago. Hmm. But he, I know he has that, does have some scars. He's got, in the second movie, he's got a, a, a knee brace, kind of yeah, a leg yeah, yeah. Brace, which he doesn't then have in the third one. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Me too, yeah. A lot of shooting. A lot of shooting. Looks good. A lot of dust. So much dust. <laughs> There you go. Well, Mason, that's the news for this week. Brief, uh, brief look at the news. Well, there's you know there's other stuff probably, yeah. but you know, <laughs> who cares? Who gives a shit? Yeah. Uh, did you see Guardians of the Galaxy this no, week? No, gave it a miss. No, uh, I did say it. I did say it. Yep. <laughs> we get we got we're getting it later than the rest of the world this time around. But we got it was still previewed this week. Yeah, though, mm-hmm, which yeah. is odd. Yeah. But hey, great. You know what? I'm a little bit annoyed. That it's not in wide release for another couple of days because I want to see it again, like right now. Oh, why aren't we watching? Right, yeah. Why aren't we watching it right now? I was talking now? about going to see it tonight. Again, it's Sunday um, uh-huh. for those listening, but yeah, I can't. I can't see it. Yeah. Even think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God damn it! All right. Well, next we week. may we may have tipped our hand as to whether we like this film or not. I hated it. Yeah, I just me wanted too. to make sure. I, I hated just want to it. show, bring other people and be like, "Yeah, you hated too." Look at right? this shit. Yeah. So yeah, uh, now the initial opening estimates for this film was sixty-five million dollars, uh-huh. which is massive, right? Yeah, yeah. But now they're predicting upwards of ninety. Wow. Which is this is US, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Which is like the biggest August released ever since like the Born Ultimatum, but by like quite a lot. Right, right. Because a lot of August films, it's still summer, isn't it, in the US or the yes. Northern Hemisphere? Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah, because winter here. Yeah, um, they don't do as well. They're kind of like the summer dies down, people go back to work and school, oh, yeah. or whatever, and it, and it dies off. But for some reason, and I'm not exactly sure why, I mean, it's reviews, positive word of mouth, you know, marketing campaign, you know, you've got some lovable characters in there. Absolutely. But this movie is doing exceptionally well for a property that nobody knows anything about. Mm -hmm. So, make of that what you Marvel Magic Touch. Marvel Magic Touch. I guess Iron Man did the same thing. Yeah, true. Mm -hmm. Good point. I guess, yeah, it's got to be word of mouth, it's got to be... Comic Con buzz, it's gonna yeah. be all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. sure. Yeah, mm. let's talk about the movie. All right. Well, look. As always, we're gonna go spoilers and non-spoilers. You mean non-spoilers then spoilers? No. Okay. Spoilers. I, I, first. I did not misspeak. <laughs> okay. Good. No. Yeah. No. I meant the thing that you said. Right. Uh, 
Yeah, so, you know, we'll, we'll discuss some elements. And then if you haven't seen it, very clearly we'll say this is spoilers. Uh-huh. This is the bit with the, the post-credits and whatever. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll get into that. Mm. So, Mason. Yes. What did you think of Guardians of the Galaxy 3D? I didn't see it in 3D. What did Once you- again... I don't care for 3D. I went to a cinema with unallocated seating so I could sit wherever I wanted. Yeah. 2D, as the good Lord intended. That's how I watch a film. Okay. I like it. That's like how the, Adam and Eve watched it. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's how our forefathers, that's how the founding fathers watched a film in 2D. Whoever established this country yeah. of ours. No glasses, wooden teeth. That's yeah. how you do it. <laughs> I actually went to IMAX 3D, uh-huh. which I've never, ever been to before. Yep. No, sorry. I went to an IMAX we have the third third largest screen in the world in Melbourne. I don't know uh-huh. if you know that. I it's love probably, how it's, it's probably the, the third largest screen in the Southern Hemisphere. Well, that's what I thought, but apparently it's third largest. Ooh. And it's pretty big. But I, as soon as I walked in there, I'd been there as a kid. Yep. And seen like this shitty 3D kind of presentation. Yep. It was not good. But I went back and the glasses are like as big as my head. Uh-huh. Like enormous. And you've got a big head. <laughs> enormous. Ridiculous. Yeah. I look like Krang, but like just the brain. You look like the villain from, from Greenland. Yes. The big head. <laughs> but, um... I was going to say, they hand me these giant glasses. I'm like, okay. And I, and I go in there and I'm looking at the screen. I'm like, I'm going to vomit during this. Oh, yeah. I, I'm too old. For this. Yeah, yeah. We've had <laughs> this discussion where I, I didn't go to IMAX for many years because I thought I'd go in and just start vomiting uncontrollably. <laughs> but it didn't... It was immersive and, and whatever, but you don't really notice it after a while. You know what I mean? You're just yeah, kind of yeah. you're just kind of in it. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, it was a great experience and whatever. I didn't notice the 3D. Nothing was kind of coming out at you, which I appreciate. That's good, yeah. But if I had seen like a movie like say Transformers, uh-huh. like the the new one, yep. I, I it would have killed me. I couldn't have sat through it just in IMAX. Yeah, it, yeah. It, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm never going to test that out. Right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It, it didn't it didn't help, but it didn't hinder. I think. Yeah, I feel like James Gunn apparently worked really hard on the 3D. Yeah, like to make sure it wasn't incredibly distracting. Yeah, and I think with a film like Transformers. There are probably people who work really hard on the technical aspect of it, mm. but I do think it's just a, a case of you just flick a switch yep. and it's converted. Yeah, okay, kind of yeah, thing. yeah. Apparently also with Transformers, the aspect ratio changes quite a bit during it. Hmm. So like, mm. and I didn't notice the aspect ratio change at all when I saw it, yeah. the Guardians. I mean, not not that it may have, but I didn't I didn't notice. Hmm. So yeah. What did you think though, Mason? I bloody loved it, mate. Yeah, you bloody loved bloody it. Bloody loved it. You sent me a message as such. Yes, it did. Similar. It's good. That. Yeah, yeah. Uh well, I, f- I would find it very. I I get the sense that people people our age especially, it would be hard for them not to like it. Yeah, I'm I'm issuing a challenge. I'm sure there are people who are going to watch it and hate it, mm. but like I I feel it's you know maybe there's some nostalgia attached to it. But I think yep, and we'll talk about this. But I think you know great characters. It's very well written and well paced. Mm. It's it's just a fun adventure. It's well, Lee paced. Who played the villain? Oh, there we go. Yep, we'll get to that trivia. But yeah, I. You know what? I defy anyone not to like this film. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. There you go. There's the challenge. There it is. <laughs> Email in if you ha- if you watch this film and hate it. Mason James will refund your money. No, Mason specifically at Wikipedia Brown. Oh god, I don't want to hear the complaints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the story. It was a very familiar story though, but yes. not in a well-worn. Oh, I've seen this a thousand times. Wait, like yeah. it was like a like a Star Wars or an Indiana Jones. Well, it's and- a it's a it's a it's got all the character archetypes you yeah. might feel. Uh, a friend of mine uh, on Facebook, his name's Michael Williams, he's a comedian. He mm. said, "Guardians of the Galaxy is like Star Wars. If Han Solo played Luke Skywalker, a raccoon played Han Solo, Chewbacca <laughs> was made of wood, Princess Leia was a Twi'lek, the droids were a tattooed strongman, and John Williams was a jukebox." So I think elements. <laughs> Who said that? My friend Michael. That's anyway, amazing. Um, you got to ask Twitter him. I should. What's his thing? What's his Twitter handle? Uh, it's it's at me and my easel because okay. he's a comedian. He does like 
drawings and stuff. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there are definitely there are arch- there are archetypes that I guess Star Wars sort of pioneered in the fantasy yeah. sci fi kind of genre. I mean, not that those archetypes didn't exist before or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, they yeah. kind of brought it to light in a, in a big way. Sorry, go on. No, that's it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, good. But yeah, it, it's a you know he's a he's a he's a man out of out he's of he's a world. man out of time. Yeah, are you gonna say time or world? I was gonna but, say world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, time has continued normally for him. Yeah, no, but I mean out of time in the sense that all his references are from, from the eighties. Yeah, because he left in like eighty six or whatever, uh, eighty eight yeah. or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently James Gunn. It was intentional. Somebody paid the compliment that. It was like watching a movie that you remember from the eighties. Yes. Like say, you know, like a not the Goonies, but you know, like the, the Last Goonies. Starfighter. Maybe like the something? Last Starfighter, which has a kid abducted from Earth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. By a thing, but uh, but yeah, like you said, you rem- It's like that, except it it looks like you remember those movies in your head, which was a really yeah, good yeah. way of, of putting it. Yeah. So essentially, we've got um, Peter Quill played by Chris Pratt, who yeah. is. Abducted from Earth as a child just after his mother dies. Mm. Is that the spoiler? Yeah. No, that's like in the first two minutes. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think the, the rule is if it's in like the first five minutes, you can... Okay. Whatever. And then we... And then he's abducted by some sort of alien beings. Yeah. And then cut to like quarter 30, century later. Yeah, but... And then... And he is... He's become this sort of... What he thinks is sort of a space outlaw, but he's sort of this petty thief. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's on the hunt for an orb. Yes. An orb of yeah. power. Very I'm... Indiana Jones-esque. Yep. The very... whole the opening scene is very kind of yeah, yeah. Indiana Jones-esque. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Not a mistake. No, deliberate. But yeah, did you like the world that he built? Yes. Pretty incredible, eh? Yeah, yeah. That's, it's our first taste of the... Well, it's... Aside from that very... Aside from Asgard, which I guess is an... That's an alien realm. As we've talked about, though, the Asgards are like the space Mormons. Not the space Mormons, sorry, the, the space Amish. Right, exactly. Like Because when they appeared at the, in the collector's room at the end of Thor The Dark World, the Asgardians are very different than everything else. Yes. Mm. Like weird space knights compared to everything else, which is just insanity. Right, right. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, I, and, and Asgard is sort of set apart from the rest of the universe. <laughs> In some sort of dimensional way, yeah, that's never specified. No, we don't, no, we don't need to know. It's fine. Not important. Yeah, not important yeah, at yeah. all. But uh, do you like the? You know, there was an emphasis on real sets and locations. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've obviously got your green screen, a lot of the background, uh-huh. but a lot of the stuff they were actually standing on, like real proper. And sets. that really, that really shows. Oh, definitely. I think I was gonna, I was gonna say this up the top, but I forgot because I'm not good with memories and words. But Star Wars Episode Seven is going to have to work really hard. To do Star Wars better than Guardians of the Galaxy Absolutely. just did Star Wars, yeah, and that's that's not to say that Guardians of the Galaxy is derivative. I don't think mm, it is, no. but I think it's taken these fun space adventure elements mm. and put them together really well. Yeah, and they've certainly done it better than at Everything. least three of the Star Wars films. <laughs> yeah, they've done it better than fifty percent of the Star Wars Absolutely. films. Absolutely, and some would argue Return of the Jedi yeah. also, which yeah. is good. In, I like Return of the Jedi, but it's got some, some, yeah, some yeah. flaws. Yeah, I. And I said this in my, in my review. How many films have tried to do Star Wars since right, right. Star Wars? Yeah. Way too many. Yeah. And yeah. every one of them, except probably Serenity, has yep. fallen short. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there are other examples. Yeah. But most of them are pale comparisons yeah. that are difficult to watch and don't ha- hold up over time. Yeah. And I think Serenity shares that kind of, you know, it's, it's you know, cowboys or samurai mm. or whatever, warriors in space. Yeah. But it's on a much smaller scale. Uh-huh. And I think... Guardians of the Galaxy has brought the scale up again. Yep. Like, because in Star Wars films, you have, you know, the Force and you have, you know, planet-destroying spaceships and all that sort of thing. Midi-chlorians. Midi-chlorians, precisely. Dexter Jetster. (laughs) All the classics. Yep, yep. (laughs) 
Uh, but this one, you know, th- this has equal stakes. The w- the universe is at stake in this one. You yeah, know? yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. The budget apparently on this was $170 million, uh-huh. which isn't, which is a lot. Yes. But a Josh Wilding, the guy, a guy who's on comicbookmovie.com, he's great. He does a lot of reviews and newses and whatnot. He says that who's better at reviews, you or him? Him, definitely. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> without a doubt. Okay, is uh, uh, he said that it feels like a bigger movie than that. Yep, and I, I'd agree with that. It feels bigger in the sense that you don't even notice the budget; it's just the world exists, and it's yep. the same with like the the CGI, which I would also like to talk about. Mm-hmm. I Groot stands out a little bit more because he's clearly a very CGI character that we've never seen before, uh-huh. and he's not he's noticeably CGI in the sense that you know that he's obviously not there. Yep. He could not possibly be there. He could there. not possibly be there, yeah. Not that he looks bad, because he doesn't at all. But that raccoon, you don't even think about it. Not at all, like, ever. That's it's... right. It's like the apes in Planet of the Apes. Yeah. He's there, and you for a second you're like, how did they get the raccoon to do that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of the team, you're yep. obviously a fan yes. uh, of mm. the dynamic worked well. Uh-huh. I like the way they came together. That opening scene where they kind of they all kind of meet, except for Drax. Uh-huh. Is is pretty entertaining. It is. Yeah, yeah. On um, Xander, is it? Xander, Xander, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that's um, pretty interesting. And it shows off pretty early without being like, this is this guy, and this is the angry guy, and this is the right, muscle, right. and this is the angry girl. Is the, nobody like, has to say their name or what said, their powers yeah, are. Exactly. Except for Star Lord, but that's kind of like the the running joke that he wants to be known by that, and yeah. people kind of don't even realize that that's a you know right, right, a exactly, thing that, yeah. he's, that he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the. It's funny, right? Yeah. Like, pe- some people are calling it the funniest movie of the year, as of so far. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen all the comedies, as right. mentioned. I haven't seen 22 Jump Street, uh-huh. which is probably good. Yeah. Did you it's, laugh it's... out loud? Yeah, a couple of times. Yeah. It's, it's funny, but it's not overwhelmingly funny. Yeah. I think, like, Thor The Dark World is probably... There was there were so many jokes in that mm. that, it, that it stopped being an action. That's, I, I think we talk, when we talked about Thor The Dark World, yeah. it never felt... Like the entire universe was at stake, but nobody ever really felt like they were in danger. And I yeah. think it's because there was too, there were too many jokes. Too many jokes. Mm. And the, I love it, jokes. Yeah, you know, I love jokes. <laughs> you bloody do. Yeah, yeah, in the wrong places. And I think they co- tried to do that from the distract the fact that distract from the fact that Thor is ridiculous. Right. And this is also equally ridiculous, but they just yeah. like but they just kind of go with it. Like this yeah, yeah. is exactly what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And th- this is again. This this is something maybe the new Star Wars films might want to learn from this mm. is that be good be good be a bet be better films that it's okay if your characters are in a ridiculous situation to acknowledge they're in a ridiculous yeah. situation yeah right that you know you you've got that that's what the prequels are missing is a Han Solo character absolutely to be like what is what is this garbage yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't want to do any of this I hate right. all of you everything here is dumb right right yeah. right Mm. Absolutely. The uh, the villains. Now we'll, there's we'll talk about two in particular. Okay. There's one we'll talk about in spoilers. Okay. Uh Nebula and um Ronan, what did you think? Uh I think like power wise, Ronan was very impressive. Yeah. But character wise he didn't much. seem He started off like kind of he, I thought when the, his reveal was interesting, how he was yep. kinda of in that thing and, and he, he's he's intended to be sort of a religious zealot, yeah, in many, but it didn't. I didn't think it really came come across. No, I think it, he had a va- kind of a vague motivation, mm. but it. I don't think it really ever came across yeah. so much. Yeah, but he was menacing. Like he was menacing. You don't want to get near him. And yeah, then... and physically quite imposing. Yeah, given that it's Lee Pace who 
is probably most famously known as Ned from the TV series Pushing Daisies. Oh, is he? Who is, who is like, he, he's a guy who owns a pie shop and he can talk to dead people and he sort of wanders around with like a Zoe Deschanel kind of character and they solve little twee mysteries. That's what that show was about. I only knew him from The Hobbit, really. Well, okay, I, I haven't seen that. Okay, yeah, right. yeah. Well, who is he in The Hobbit? He's um, uh, Legolas's father. Uh. And he's actually younger than Orlando Bloom. I was going to say, yeah. he's very, yeah, if you see some photos of him, yeah. he's very young. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah what about Nebula? Ah, uh, yeah, good. Yeah. Good character. Yeah. Kind of faded away towards the end. Kind yeah, of definitely. Not yeah. not specifically why, uh-huh. but yeah, I, I I thought Karen Gillian. Karen Gillian? Is that right? Karen oh, Gillian, Gillian, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently she didn't even need to shave her head for that. But she well, I was going to say... Because people were like, James Gunn, you prick! Yeah, what, have you done? what have you done to a beautiful ginger hair? Oh, you son of a bitch. Well, exactly, because she's got... If you look at that character, she is she does have a bald head. Yeah. But there's enough, like, cybernetic yeah, like bits metal and pieces. And... That you could have just given her a bald cap and, like, put on some plates and stuff yeah. and nobody would have noticed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Bad move. Yeah. Bad move, Gillen. Maybe, maybe she wanted to try yeah, the short exactly. hair. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those things that, you know, people, you know, I've shaved my head occasionally, yeah. once maybe. You know, yeah, you, uh-huh. you do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, okay. You're in the skinheads for a while. You know it. Yeah. <laughs> and people are like, woo, is this a new Moon Knight <laughs> film? Is this. <sighs> Sweet callback. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So okay. serviceable. But I, I said this again in my review. The thing with the Marvel movies are, with the exception of probably Loki and maybe Red Skull to an, to an extent, uh-huh. the emphasis has always been on the heroes more than the villains. Yes. The Batman movies in particular, they're all about who the villain is. Yep. That's always the case. That has been the case from day one. Right, right. Batman, right. Uh-huh. even the, the TV show from the 60s. Yeah. And I think that's probably why Dark Knight is, is the highlight, because mm. Heath Ledger... Like really nailed that. Bloody nailed it. Mm, yeah, 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 absolutely. But the, yeah, the Marvel movies are more about the heroes, definitely. Yeah, and I think, and the they Mar- just they burn through villains as well. Yeah, and like, that, <laughs> and it's the Marvel movies. It's more about sort of waves of villains. Yeah, like so many you know fighter jets or so many Chitauri alien mm. creatures or whatever, and it's just you know they're there to wear down the heroes until they find their resolve and yeah. and beat the bad guys yeah. or whatever. Yeah, there's there's not a huge number of Great, yeah, you're right. There's not a huge number of great villains, but they're, again, they're not terrible. But like, yeah. Malekith is fine. Yep, I, I think the guy in this one is better than Malekith. But a lot of Malekith mm. was cut out. Yeah, from, yeah. from that movie. Anyway, Red Skull, I quite. I was liked. just going to say Red Skull. Yeah, that he, I thought he was great, and Loki, obviously, but he's kind of he changes allegiances and and whatever. He does. He's more of a kind of a. He's just a Marvel character more than he is a villain, yeah. I think. I mean, he got point. a lot of innocent bystanders killed in New York that <laughs> yes, time. Yes, he did. Like hundreds, Boy, thousands probably. Yeah, yeah. As far as the action goes, how did, how, what did you think? Great. Though? Solid. Yeah? Super solid. Again, the, the the sort of the meeting of the team where they all, mm. uh, you know, interact. Yes. Without spoiling anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's some super solid action in that. Yeah. There's some creative action, I mm-hmm. thought. Um, Which part in particular? Without... Well, there's a... If you've seen in the trailer, Peter Quill has sort of jump jets... Yeah, in his, in yeah. his costume, and he kind of there's there is creative use of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Mm. Mm. Those jump jets are great. They're great. I like uh, the Peter Quill character because he's supposed to be you know just human, uh-huh. well, as far as everybody is aware. That he everybody else is kind of super powered and strong around right. him, and he just has to use his gadgets and his cunning and just his wit to kind of yeah everybody's to stop like somebody killing him. Everybody's all cyborged out the wazoo yeah. in these films, and he, yeah. I think he's got a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. Compared to everybody else, he's he's kind of very underpowered. Yeah, like, maybe uh, want to go into space because get some cool, <laughs> yeah, bionic stuff. Just right? Get up there. Yeah, there's all sorts of good stuff. Yeah, I thought the action 
it was more kind of a giant CGI battle kind of thing, which I'm not in favor of generally. Mm-hmm. But this I found engaging because it intercut with enough of on the ground kind of action kind yep. of going on. But I still thought that the action in Captain America the Winter Soldier was better than this because it was more kind of grounded and people really hitting each other and well choreographed. Yeah, okay. Not that this is bad. It's not. It's, yeah, it's yeah. a different kind of action. Mm-hmm. But I think I prefer the Captain America yeah, style yeah, action yeah. to, to yeah. this. Yeah. It, talking about characters, um, uh, Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel as mm. the. I have, I think in the past, I've, I've said I'm not in favor of just getting a celebrity to do a voice. Yeah. Because oftentimes they don't know what they like. You need a professional voice actor. Yeah. But I think they've they've done very well here. Mm. I think Bradley Cooper's an excellent. I uh, yeah, excellent I, choice, I wouldn't yeah. Pick, I wouldn't have picked that. I uh, yeah, exactly. It was kind of like a John McClane kind of yeah. Apparently he he's modelled off Joe Pesci as well in Goodfellas. Okay, Pesci, sure. Like yeah, okay. Apparently there's a there's a bit of that in it. Mm-hmm. So you like the you like both of those. Yeah, yeah. I think. Well, Vin uh, Diesel has done he voiced the Iron Giant. Yeah, as well. And mm. of course Riddick in the video game Riddick, <laughs> of course. And probably the cartoon Riddick is there. Riddick in the movie, the live the, action movie, he also he was, voiced he was, Riddick. He voiced Riddick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, there was yeah. a cart. Yeah, I think there was a there was a cartoon. Great. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean he can only obviously if you've seen the the trailer, Groot can only say I am Groot. Yeah. Um. But there's, there's a fair amount of nuance to yeah, it, I think. There's a lot of range in that uh-huh. that he gets out of it. Yeah, yeah. And he also recorded all the lines for all the international versions. Oh, really? So you're not, normally, you know, they get Das ist Groot. <laughs> you know, they're... Je suis Groot. What's that? French? I am Groot, yes. French? Yeah. Cool. Good for yeah, you. Thank you. You're good at stuff. I'm very good at words. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, you know, often they would swap out actors. And normally it's the same actors as well, like the same person who... Dubs Tom Cruise has been doing Tom Cruise for right. for so many years and whatever. Uh-huh. But yeah, I've got here as well, banging soundtrack. Yes. Do you agree? Yes. Well, we might talk about that in spoilers, actually. Okay, cool. But I'm on board with it. I think it's... Because your ringtone is the pina colada song. Correct. There we <laughs> go. As we established last week, week oddly. Um, yeah, I'm surprised that nobody has done this before, given how well it worked. Mm. That, that just some... Because, um, again, if you've seen the trailer, you know that... The soundtrack is composed. The, the Peter Quill's only remnant of his life on Earth. Mm, one of he's got a few. He's got a couple yeah. of trinkets and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, it's a it's a Walkman, and in that Walkman's a cassette mm. uh, of like pre nineteen eighty eight hits. Yeah, classic pop hits kind yeah. of thing, and that sort of soundtrack. So, and he's con- he, he he desperately wants to. It's like Indiana Jones's hat. Yeah, he it, desperately wants exactly. to hold on to that. Yeah, because it's got some memories of Earth, and that's as a result, it sort of soundtracks a lot of the stuff that happens. There is a score. But it, which again is is good in the so far as you don't notice it. Yeah, I feel bad when I'm like, hey, you know what? The best thing about a score is you don't notice it. It doesn't hit you over the head. Yeah, yeah. With how annoying it is. Yeah. But yeah, it, it is good score. Yeah. Uh, but the I, the star is obviously the the pop songs. Yeah, I think. absolutely. And to, and when you when you see the various action sequences, how well those particular songs work in it. Mm. You go, oh, why did why did nobody do this before? Yeah, good question. Well, that that's the thing. James Gunn, he's only. I was surprised he's only done two other movies yep. from this, but he he's, he can take like a genre like he slithers like the ho- a horror kind of yep. genre. Super's obviously a superhero kind of thing, uh-huh. but he can really twist something on its head. Yep, you know he's got uh, maybe that comes from him because you know he he worked for Troma. Yep, he, he was a writer for that. But Lloyd can, Kaufman, yeah, cameo Lloyd Kaufman, in the film. Yeah, yeah, we'll not say where, but he's in that. Yeah, the, yeah. the head of the creative of Troma. That's it. Um, looks like Mel Brooks also. He does. I'm like, look is like that Mel, Mel Brooks? Brooks? Yeah, it's, did they CGI Mel Brooks in? <laughs> 
Well, what I remember him from recently, he did an episode of the Angry Video Game Nerd, actually, where they played all his games, like the Toxic Avenger and huh. all that kind of well, stuff. Like was there. Yeah, yeah, there it's go. pretty okay. great. And he's, because yeah. he's a pretty good sport. Like, he's a guy who obviously doesn't take himself too seriously. Right, right, right. And he's out for whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty great. Yeah, I guess he's made a career on going, hey, this is really dumb. Yeah. Will you enjoy this really dumb thing with me? Yeah, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Have you seen Tromeo and Juliet? Which no, is... I've seen The Toxic Avenger. Mm. I have seen Kabuki Man. PD, okay. which is about a New York cop who gets infused with the power of Japanese kabuki. Uh, some others, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So I know that I only mentioned Tromeo and Juliet because James Gunn wrote that one. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. So I, I might actually go back and watch uh-huh. that. So yeah. yeah, that can be in what we read in today, man. Absolutely. Adam. And we get, of course, um, James Gunn's good luck charm, Michael Rooker, yeah. in this as Yondu. Yeah, Com- a complete departure from the, the comics. Yeah, he's got elements. Yeah. Little, um, we'll little talk about person. it later. Yeah, we well, why, don't we, well, why don't we go spoilers for okay. now? Anyway, got, best yeah. movie ever. I'm going to call it now. Well, you know what we don't do is we don't say whether we like the film. We say that after, right at the end. Okay. So people who are just listening for a review will have no idea. Right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying best movie ever. All right, I'll agree with Let's that. Let's talk about spoilers. Well, now I have to cross this off my list of things to ask you. You've really thrown out the I have, haven't I? Yeah. I've thrown a spanner in the works. <laughs> what were you going to say, though, about uh, Michael Rooker in particular? Uh, Good no, luck, Charm. And... Yeah, he's because he's, he's been in Slither. He's in uh, Super yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, this character Yondu, he, he was one of the original Guardians. Yes. And obviously... It's completely different. And I said this again in my review, like the original Iron Man, because nobody knows about this yep. as, as Iron Man was at the time. And I know people say, oh, of course I know who Iron Man is. Right, right. Yeah. You, like more so now, like I know more about Iron Man now because of the movies right. and then I went and read stuff. Like I knew more than most at the uh-huh. time, I'd say, but it gets you interested in these things. Yeah. But the point is the reason why nobody cares that Jarvis is a now a robot butler yeah. is because nobody knew at the time that anything really about Jarvis. Yeah, yeah. And then you do the Mandarin twist. By the time you get around to Iron Man 3, people know that world. People are aboard for, on board for those characters. Uh-huh. And that's a more of a slap in the face. Correct. I yes. mean, you hated that regardless because you've Boy, always been a massive yeah, yeah. Iron Man fan. But I think it's the same with Guardians. You can change stuff like Yondu. Yeah, he's yeah. not... He, he's not like in the older ancient Guardians or whatever. Not ancient, but... Well, he's he's the in the, the 30th century Guardians. He's yeah. Oh, sorry. Not... Yeah. Ancient but as in the 60s, but the yeah, future. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Correct, yeah. yes. And he's... An ancient like the 90s. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, but he's like a savage warrior kind of thing. Yeah, and he in um in the original, yeah, he's a savage warrior, and he, he the people of his race are as warriors. They have their archers, yeah, and they have these whistle like these arrows that if you if you whistle at them mm. they, after you fired them after you fired yeah. it, it will it will. I thought that was a nice little touch. Yeah, yeah. but instead of that, instead of having these these uh you know vibration controlled wooden arrows, he's mm. got this. This super technological arrow of some sort of unknown origin yeah. that seems to be his, his signature weapon he yeah. can control with a pistol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And, we, and we don't see it employed until right at the end. And then, boy, yeah. boy, do we. <laughs> like, clearly, everybody in the film, like, everybody he knows is terrified by it. Like, yeah. Peter Quill does not want to get on the wrong no. end of that. Yeah. And we're like, what's the deal why? with it? It's and just then, a pointy thing. Yeah, yeah, Why couldn't he? And then, bang. <laughs> Kills, like, 20 people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's one. Of, I remember that scene in particular. I remember that's some of the first leaked set photos. Yeah, yeah. Of Yondu with a whole lot of those warriors, which is why I thought that he was not what are they called the uh, Sakarans, which is why I thought he was more of a bad guy in this. But he's right, not. Right. I mean, he's got his own agenda, but he's not a bad guy. In yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they've they've tweaked Yondu. Yeah, and that's you know, and at this point, nobody knows who the Guardians are. So no, that's fine. But I mean, by the time they get to Guardians of the Galaxy three, Everybody. they better not mess with Martin X <laughs> or Charlie Twenty Seven. You know what I mean? 
Starhawk. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, yeah. All Not those, those favourites. Oh, yeah, boy. yeah. Can we uh, can we talk about Thanos? Yes. What do you think? Looked good. I've got. His... I was a little bit worried. Yeah. Looked good. Sounded good. I think is more important. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was weird seeing that. He had like an American accent. I thought right. that was, <laughs> it was odd, but no. You, you assume that all intergalactic villains will have a British accent. Yeah, that's I think. exactly right. Yeah, that, that's that's not me. That's my uh-huh. fault. But uh, yeah, somebody wrote in the comments of one of my, of my review that he looked like a California raisin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Now Which that's is, in my head. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, commenter. <laughs> I think he looked good. He looked. He did look very Josh Brolin-y. Yeah, yeah. Which I guess makes makes me think that Josh Brolin looks quite Thanos-y in real life. <laughs> sure, yeah. They've nailed this. He does have that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that mm. kind of look. Had that floating chair. He did. That we we've actually talked about on the show. Yeah. It was. Where does he hang out? Well, that's is what he I just was hanging thinking. out in a floaty chair all the time. Yeah, just on an asteroid. It's on an asteroid. Yeah. The guy with him as well. You probably noticed this. That's the Chitari Chitari leader. Yep. Who's in the Avengers? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Lee Pace just. Snaps his neck or yeah, whatever. Right. I was like, oh, that's a cool little hook to the Avengers. And then dead. I'm like, okay, right, right, yeah. He's not <laughs> that's actually Alexis Denisov. I had to look it up. Who is... Oh, who's he? He's in he is things. in Buffy and Angel. Yeah, yeah. He is Wesley, who is the sort of the... the he started as like this super buttoned up kind of... Uh, what slightly he's he's a member of the watchers who who look after the, the guy with the glasses. Guy with the glasses. Oh, okay, super buttoned okay. up. And then over the years, he becomes like a... Like a diehard action hero kind of guy. Oh, cool. Yeah, good okay. arc, good arc on that character. I didn't know that. Yeah, there you go. Mm. Yeah. I also didn't know. I, I found it in the Wikipedia article. Yeah. Sure. Uh, you know what? I... Maybe it's not him. Who knows? Maybe that's... <laughs> it's Wikipedia vandalism. Maybe Alexis Denisov wants some more heat. So he's like... <laughs> but I. But that would make sense because he's a Whedon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's a Whedon. Yeah. He's a Whedon guy. One of, the, one, of, one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have liked to see how big he actually was because you didn't really get a sense of scale no. on him because he was away from... Yeah, yeah. Because he's just whizzing about. Yeah, he's like eight feet tall or whatever. He's yeah, like yeah. maybe even bigger. But mm. uh, yeah, I it was I found it a little bit jarring that the reveal was just like here's Thanos. It wasn't like a build up. I felt that was just like and this is Thanos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which was I was like what I did because you know at the end they have like he has a conversation with Ronan and he's in a hologram. Right. Oh, yeah. Not, not always just a, an image on the wall. I thought they'd start with something like that and, and then, then build to that him. and then he would appear and people would be terrified. Yeah. yeah. But it was just kind of like, he's here. Yeah, yeah. I guess he did have a certain air of menace. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, you yeah, are wondering right. what he's capable of. Yeah, yeah. And we know what he's capable of, yeah. essentially. Yeah. So. Bad stuff. Bad stuff. Did Jeez. you like how they changed Drax to the, 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 the Destroyer's origins, where Ronan killed his parents? That, his yeah, family? yeah, that's true, yeah, as yeah, opposed yeah. to Thanos. That makes more sense, though, for why he would want to go after him, because otherwise... He's so singular in what he wants to do that he wouldn't even go through Ronan. He'd go straight to Thanos, and that would Thanos. be a, either a much shorter movie or a much longer movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Did you? I think... notice also in terms of character design, they've Drax is not as green anymore. I think when you've got Gamora, though, you can't too have much two... green. Also, and I think that's probably a good sign that there's going to be a Guardians Avengers crossover with the Hulk. That's with... exactly what I thought. There you go. Because you got Gamora, Drax. Kind of, kind of three green guys. Yeah, exactly. Right. Too many green guys. And especially because they're of comparable size, sort of. Yeah. It'd be weird, you know, yeah. confusing. Yeah. He's kind of a more grey kind of mm-hmm. kind of green. Uh, did, you, did you like him, actually? We haven't talked about him at all. Drax the Des- Destroyer. Thought he did well. People yeah. thought that, you know, people calling him like he's the breakout performance from the, for the movie or whatever. A lot of his lines, he kind of, the way he delivered them, deadpan and low, yeah, I yeah. missed a couple of oh, them. Oh, okay, right. You know the bit where he says metaphor at the end, he pulls that guy's... Didn't know what he said? I had no idea what he said. Neither did I. Yeah, okay, good. It wasn't just me. No. Yeah. So that was, you know, that was sad. Yeah, yeah, but I thought, yeah, it did well. Yeah. 
good good uh, good action guy. Yeah, I, I don't know if he he'd be good in any other roles in particular. He's suited for this. Yes, and he's actually in um, Riddick, the last Riddick movie. Right, and he's quite good in that as, as the well. voice of Riddick. As the voice of Riddick, <laughs> and he's good in that as well. But yeah, they they all they all work. Just thought we'd touch mm-hmm. on that. Yeah, emotional moments though. There's a little bit of that. I liked Rocket's kind of breakdown. Yep. when he was drunk and and uh-huh. because that kind of that hints at his backstory and yeah, and we like damaged heroes in yeah. in the Marvel universe absolutely. Yep. They're all damaged. Mm. They, yeah, yeah, like the bit at the start with his mother, I guess, and there's a few other bits like that which kind of makes them make them more compelling characters than just they've all like they said they've all got something that they've lost and right, 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 and right. whatever, which makes them kind of more endearing. Yeah, mm. yeah. Collector's room. Yeah, what'd you think? A lot of stuff in there. A lot of stuff. Give, yeah. Give me, give me some examples. Uh, Dark Elf. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, Chitari. Yep. Uh, there's the Adam Warlock cocoon, which is also in Thor. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cosmo. Oh, the the, the space dog. Space sure. dog. Somebody said Beta Ray. appears in the post credit sequence. We'll get to that. Yes. Uh, who I like to call uh, Spaniel L. Jackson. <laughs> He's the new one, I think. He's going to appear in the post credit seconds of all these new movies. <laughs> yeah, um, apparently people have seen Beta Ray Bill in the background, or oh, someone okay. who looks a lot. Like, I didn't remember him because I was now. I'm like, I got to remember all these because I'm doing an Easter egg. Right, right. Like, I got to get all these in my head before I. Uh-huh. Um, there was a Slither thing from the movie Slither. Great, those okay. Little, those little, little slugs. Back, yeah. So yeah, a lot of stuff like that. That room was had heaps of cool stuff. Heaps in of stuff. It. The collector didn't play a massive role in though, did he? He's he's gonna appear, appear in other movies. He's signed on for quite a few. Yeah, he's signed he, a multi-picture deal. Yeah. That's interesting. His because his role hasn't really become clear. What his deal is? Is he collecting no. them for Thanos? Well, the comic book collector just collects. Yeah, like that's his that's his reason for being. I think yeah. we've discussed this. There, are, there are certain, and it it's it seems to be quite different. Like in the. In the comic book version, there's certain pr- they're like primordial beings, yeah, and they all have a purpose. And the- there's the runner we talked about. There's the, the runner. runner. He just runs. He runs around the universe some- for some reason, right? And the collector just collects things to have them. He- he's fascinated by individual elements of the universe, and he wants to have them yeah. just to have them. But also, kind of like a nice uh, brainiac sort of. Nice, yeah. I oh, guess he so. he's neutral. He's neutral, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But in but also. These primordial beings in the comic book universe are basically indestructible and mm. immortal. So clearly, the collector isn't in this. He's just yeah. He's just a regular guy who, for whatever reason, wants to collect stuff. Loves and stuff. And he's and he's rich or powerful in some other way. Yeah. Which is how he gets these things. Yeah. 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 Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting to see how that plays out. I think he's just going to be a background character. Sure. Okay. It's weird that. Or get... I think because he has one of the other Infinity Gems. He's right? got the ether. From yeah. the Thor: The Dark World. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Which yeah. I guess is space. It's, oh, yeah, it's. I think it's demand. Oh, no, I think it's reality. Okay, because right. you can destroy realities and right, right. Whatever. I thought it was power, but this one's this power. one's power. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and they're called stones as well, not gems. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm closing my mouth. Done. Je- stones. How dare they? Ah, uh, I was going to say something else. I can't remember. Yeah, they they kind of briefly touch on where they come from as well. All the gems, yeah, yeah. like they haven't really talked about their origins or what they're yeah. used for or whatever. There's like a brief kind of like, oh, and this is from this and this and Rocket Raccoons or whatever's like, who gives a shit? Yeah, Just give us Han the money. Solo. Yeah. That's right. Uh, we do see a celestial though. Yeah, or what appears to be a celestial annihilating the entire world with it. Yeah, which is nice. And I think we do get that that and nowhere, of course, which is the seven celestial head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do get a sense of. Uh, the stakes. Mm. I think it's it's well paced in the sense that we we figure out that the Sleep entire paced. Sorry. <laughs> Good. 
I expect at least one more by the end of this. <laughs> Sorry, it's well based in the sense. Uh, you know, we we we're aware of the stakes from that moment. And, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, funniest moment for you? Uh, oh, uh, the bit where they're all. It's it's the it's the tension breaking moment where they're all they all decide they're in to save yes. the world and they all stand up and Rocket Raccoon's like, "All right, look, I'm standing up. Here we are, five jackasses all standing up." Yeah, right. yeah. That what was about yourself. That was uh, I had that one down as well. That's apparently Sean Gunn, who's James Gunn's brother, mm-hmm. who's one of the uh, Ravagers. Yep, he's uh, he's the stand-in for a lot of the CGI. Yeah, he's sometimes, standing yeah. for Rocket. Um, he improvised that line apparently. Oh, great! I love it. So that's cool. That yes. totally works. Cause, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm calling it. He's the new Andy Circus. All right. No, not really. Okay. He's good though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think my the first moment because a lot of the clips I'd seen or a few of the clips I'd seen, uh-huh. the, like the bit with Peter Cool at the start when he drops the orb or whatever. Uh-huh. That whole thing's funny, but I'd seen it before. Yeah, yeah. The bit where Drax has the knife on Gamora. Uh-huh. It's quite funny, but I've seen that before. But there's a bit just after that where he goes, I'm keeping a knife. And the guy's like, it's my, my favourite knife. <laughs> yeah. It's my, my favourite knife. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there There's you go. also that scene where uh, where we discover that Drax doesn't understand metaphors. Yeah. And it's the same guy, I think. Where, yeah, no, it's, it's it the is, same guy. It's the yeah, same yeah. guy where he's like, why would I touch his throat? Yeah. He's like, no, I. that's for it's slicing thing. the throat. You, you, it's a metaphor, right? We all get that. And the guy's like, no. <laughs> They don't like metaphors in space, apparently. <laughs> they sure do. Well, Gamora didn't get it either because she was the stick in the butt, Kevin right, right, Bacon right, yeah, yeah. Uh, metaphor. I like the John Samus reference as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love a John and Samus. And the, yeah, the entire thing about this, here's a story of a hero. <laughs> yeah. People enjoy that a lot in the cinema. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Footloose. Well. Yeah. You? Yeah. Classic? Yes. I've also seen a stage version of it. Ah. Also pretty good. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's fun life. I'll get around to it. Mm-hmm. Well, the post-credits. Let's Hang on, have we talked about the rest of the movie yet? What I'm sad that Peter Serafinovich oh. died. Yeah, That's, me too. I thought yeah. he was going to be around. Me too. He's great. I liked that big net. That was fun. That they cast. That, it, and again, one of the things that they've tweaked in this movie mm. is that the Nova Corps in this are just sort of space policemen. They're like a, you know, they're like they're like the Coast Guard but for space yeah. kind of thing. They're the National Guard, I guess. And yeah. They've got for the fighter jets, but they nobody has the Nova suit. Yeah. They have the 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 three point star yeah. thing, but nobody has. Maybe we'll see Nova in the next one. Well, James Gunn apparently doesn't like Nova because of the helmet. He's like, it's a All dumb right. helmet. <laughs> but he, I reckon he'll bring him in. And there was rumor that like... Uh, he could go helmetless. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what they do for Thor. Yeah. It, it's rumored that uh, Nathan Fillion is... was going to be Nova. Love it. But No, for this one. Oh, okay, right. But he ended up being the voice of the guy who Groot picks up by the nose. Oh, okay. Right, so, yeah. there you go. All right. That was pretty good. Did you think Groot was dead? No, because I've read the comic yeah, books, yeah, so I knew. Same, yeah. I actually, what I thought, I thought, I think they may have tweaked the the. I'm going to say Denouement again, the bit at the end after the action, the wrap up bit, because when the, when you see them all getting prepared for the final battle, yeah. you see Groot grow some like extra bits, and he breaks one off, uh, and then it cuts directly to John C. Riley, and he's preparing for the battle. Yeah, but he's there's a lot of plants. He's tending to a lot of plants, uh, and I assumed that what would happen is. Groot would die, yeah, and we'd expect him to be dead, and then John C. Riley would receive like a package, and yeah. would have like a cutting from Groot, well, and that, then he would grow back. That could have worked though, because at the bit Rocket's holding that pot plant, yep, that could have been a bit that was cut out. Yeah, yeah. So I actually thought that maybe the flower that he gave to the girl would have, all oh, right, could have been the way. But uh-huh. I think he just he obviously just picked up a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Because you can in the comic, you can pick up any part of him. Is that how it works? And he can regrow, or Uh yeah, I guess so. Yeah, mm. yeah, but uh, yeah, but I, I think they were like, well, actually, let's have some more human moments, and that's why John C. Riley meets his family at yeah. the end and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Every, I think every time we mention a beloved character actor on this show, they mm. die. Okay. So John C. Riley, I hope you live forever. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm throwing salt over my shoulder, yeah. doing all sorts of stuff. Don't die, John C. Yeah, yeah. You're the best. In real life. In real life. In, in, the... in, a, in, a, in a movie either. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty great. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're not really kind of... the Yeah, they don't work for the Nova Corp in it, do they? At no. all. So no. I guess that, that that's something that will come later. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And the name was bestowed upon them by the... What's his name? The Ronan, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. That'll teach him. Yeah. <laughs> So, did you like the finale? How I did like they the all finale, hands and, and I think that, that family that is that's something that I guess they attempted to do with the Fantastic Four movies. Yes, like we're a family and all we use our powers together and blah blah blah. Yeah. But because we don't care about those characters and they're all idiots in those films, <laughs> we got it doesn't work at all. But in this, they have learned to work together and they are yeah they're all excellent characters. And then when they finally team, they've all learned that they need to overcome their you know love for money or their whatever. Yeah. Or their, you know, or their need for revenge or whatever, and they yeah. all need to team up, and then yeah. it totally works. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and again, if we're talking about the, how the soundtrack works, mm. when it all winds up, and he opens the the present that he had from his mother, yeah, and it's another tape, and he puts it in, and yeah. it's ain't no mountain high enough. Yeah, I'm like, that's the best. Yeah, that's the best. That's that was my favorite moment in yeah. the film. I think that was the best. And they're all like, and then Gamora's like, okay, maybe I will get my dance on. Yeah, yeah, this. yeah. And in a, in a dumber film, that doesn't work as doesn't well. Doesn't work at all, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's a soundtrack for the second movie, mm, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty... Well, which they have confirmed. We talked about this last week, so that's, yeah, yeah. that's pretty awesome. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of mother or sales. I definitely prefer don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, 
but migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weekly planet or lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weekly planet. Shopify.com slash weekly planet. Cha-ching sound effects. You've probably heard this or maybe you've even experienced it. A business gets to a certain size and then the cracks start to emerge. Things that used to take like a day and now taking a week. There's too many manual processes just grinding away and you don't have that one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less. Close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. 1. Because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible so you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, or have more time off, whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash Weekly Planet. Post-credit sequence? Yeah. Okay, so we know Groot's coming back, obviously. I'm. Do you think they're going to sell, like, dancing Groot's? Somebody asked yeah. uh, James Gunn that, uh-huh. and he said, uh, I would if, um, if I was in a toy maker. Right, right. They'd have to. They should. I'd yeah, buy yeah. one of them. Yeah. And I don't buy anything, Mason. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. That couch you're sitting on? Yes. Stole it. Wow, good man. Okay, so what post-credits. About the post-credits. Post, so. Post-credits sequence we see. The I didn't. Know, I knew going in that this is somebody, had, a few people had tweeted at me. I knew going in that there was going to be something, because yeah. there always is. Yeah. And there's a character that's going to be the focus, and you're like, you know, what's going to happen here? And of course, we go, we see what's left of the collector's collection. Yeah. All the things are broken. We see Spaniel L. Jackson sort of commiserating with the collector. People were sad he didn't talk as well. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I would have, yeah. yeah. Just a regular dog. That's, yeah. that's a shame. And then we see, of course... Someone who's escaped from the collection. It's Howard the Duck. He's back. <laughs> cult character. Cult favourite. Yeah. One of my faves. Is he really? Howard the Duck. Yeah, he is. I yeah. didn't know that. Well, back in the day, uh, 
I was a fan of the She-Hulk comic book. Okay. And uh, he made a lot of guest appearances in that. Yeah. And so it really worked because there was this guy, Howard the Duck from, this, from you know, another universe who didn't fit in, mm. paired up with She-Hulk, who's a comic book character, that, who's aware that she's a comic book character. Yeah. And they kind of worked together and they were, okay. they were a good team. Yeah. I wouldn't have picked them as a yeah. good there team. Go. That's awesome. Yeah. You're a fan of the movie, obviously. Never seen it. Really? Yep, never seen it. It's baffling. I'm not surprised. I saw it when I was a, I was There's a kid. There's no way he's going to get his own... Although... Nah. Nah, I he won't. So. I, I think people... I think this is like... Somebody said this in the comments, one of my comments yep. as well, that it's like Howard the Duck is like the Rick Roll of the Marvel Universe. Right, okay, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a joke. James Gunn has a pretty good sense of humour. Right, right, right. And I think it's just to annoy people. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I See, I have mixed feelings about it. I love... Um, Howard the Duck. Yeah. I think it was great that they put him in. I'd like to see people know about Howard the Duck. Yeah. Howard the Duck was created... Okay, so do you want... Have we talked about the great Howard the Duck switcheroo? No, we haven't. Okay, the great Howard the Duck switcheroo. Anyway, so basically, Howard the Duck was created by Steve Gerber in the 70s for Marvel. Mm -hmm. And of course, back in the day, Marvel... If you created a character for Marvel, Marvel owned that character. It didn't matter how much work you did on it or blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Marvel owned it. They're better now. Do you get get rights for like... Public, you know, a certain percentage of the profits from sales. No, you just did. You just did the job. Okay. You got paid for the issues, and that was it, sure. pretty much. I mean, now they have Icon, which is creator own stuff. Mm. But anyway, there was a. But apparently, that Steve, Steve Gerber may have had some sort of other, like some, like a different ownership contract or something like that. And there was some. There was a lot of trouble over that. Like Steve Gerber broke with Marvel, like his contract, and wanted to get out of it. There was a lawsuit involved. Mm. Blah blah blah. Uh, there was some concessions made, but Marvel own Howard the Duck now. Okay. Uh, and Steve Gerber has since died, mm. which is why I think they've put him in, because they're like, well, we can do whatever we want now. Yeah, yeah. But the great, the great Howard the Duck switcheroo is he stopped working for Marvel forever, mm. and in order to fund the lawsuit, he created another character, Destroyer Duck. Oh, I remember him, yeah, yeah. And that, that became a new character, and he didn't use... He, he hadn't written for... He hadn't written Howard the, Howard the Duck story or Destroyer Duck series in years, mm. and then Marvel contacted him a few years ago, and they're like, hey, do you want to write a Howard the Duck story? And he's like, not really. And then Eric Larson, who created the Savage Dragon, contacted him and said, "Hey, do you want to create? Do you want to write a Savage Dragon Destroyer Duck crossover?" And he's like, "Well, not really." But then he got an idea, and he did both of them at the same time, basically. Mm. And he's like, "Look, I'll write them on the condition that I can put them together, like I can cross them over together. Right. Like I'll do two crosser. I'll do a Spider-Man Marvel team up with Howard the Duck, yep. and I'll do a Savage Dragon Destroyer Duck crossover, and they're gonna cross over." Like they're going to meet together in the in the middle, right? And so he released. They released both at the same time in the same month. And basically, uh, the villain is a character called the Elf with a Gun. He's like a magic elf. He's got a gun. That's he's been around for a while. <laughs> I don't want to explain it. But anyway, basically, he puts like he he puts in all the characters like you know he uh, how the Duck's girlfriend Beverly is in it. Mm. Uh, all this other stuff. It's a it's a big thing. It ends. Both both issues end in a warehouse with his action sequence that you see from it's it's both issues in the same way like but from different perspectives mm-hmm. and what happens is all the good guys and the bad guys go into this warehouse in the marvel team up episode you see the elf with a gun he uses his magic powers he creates like a, a thousand clones of howard the duck and they all like swarm spider-man and the savage dragon and and howard the duck and they mm. and it's this this massive battle at the end of the Marvel team-up issue, Spider-Man, the, the the good guys beat the bad guys. They all go their separate ways back to their separate universes. But in the Savage Dragon Destroyer Duck version, there's an extra couple of panels. And in those panels, Destroyer Duck 
finds the original Howard the Duck and Beverly and grabs them and takes them back to the Image universe. That's not in there. And But in the Marvel team-up version, a different Howard the Duck... A clone. Be- a clone yeah. goes back to the Marvel universe. <laughs> so essentially... The Howard the Duck that is in the Marvel Universe is not the real Howard the Duck. He's a clone. And Steve Gerber took back the original Howard the Duck, who took the assumed identity Leonard the Duck, yeah. and went back to the Image Universe. That is genius. And then he died. So he wins. <laughs> because they can't take it back anymore. They would have to make another story where they go back into the Image Universe and take him back, which would be a total dick move. See how that works? That is brilliant. That's the best. Yeah, that's my favourite. Absolutely. Where did this story come out? Uh, a couple of years ago. Um, Steve Gerber put it on his website okay. just before he died. Fantastic. So, yeah. What a bloody legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Also, if you read both issues, you'd be like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, did, did Lucasfilm own the, the film rights to Howard the Duck? Because they yes. made the, the movie. Yeah, but I and guess... And now that Lucasfilm owns... Disney owns Lucasfilm and Disney I guess owns so. Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all, it all so comes this together. panel. Yeah. Anyhow, one of the clones ran out that way. They'll never know the difference. <laughs> Got him. And I like Marvel a lot. Yeah. But that's... you also like people getting one over. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. I do. Yeah. That's I love it. a sweet heist, especially yeah. if it's a weird, like meta heist, which is just over intellectual property. Sure. It yeah, doesn't yeah. even make any sense. So yeah, you'd be you'd be all in favor of a Howard the Duck solo movie or something or a reappearance in in some form or another. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I'd be very surprised if anything massive comes of this. There will be, there won't be a solo movie. There will absolutely not be a solo but movie. But to no. see him pop up again and you yeah. know done properly, because yeah. the only reason people hate him is because of that movie. Yes, exactly. Yeah, which is a, a very difficult film to watch. Yeah, and I mean, and just way off in a lot of little ways that are very. The, ca- the character design itself is quite upsetting. Yeah. It's it's a weird looking duck. Yeah, too. It doesn't even look like the comic version of the duck. That movie cost more to make than Return of the Jedi. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. How does that work? Don't, I don't know. It doesn't, or yeah. it does. I don't. And the fact the fact that they needed to make, I assume, dozens of Ewoks. Yeah. But only one Howard the Duck. Yeah. Why did that cost more money? I don't know. Right. Exactly. I mean, and it's, it's set on Earth mostly, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, there's some interdimensional travel. The, the, uh, the principal from Ferris Bueller's the bad guy in it. Okay. He's also the bad guy in real life because he was arrest- arrested with child pornography. So, oh, okay, wow. Know, art sometimes Ugh. imitates life. So sure does. There you go. So yeah. more Howard the Duck or less Howard the Duck? More Howard the Duck. But yeah, they're not... They're, I, I understand... They're not going to do Howard the Duck before, before like Nova or Black Panther or a Scarlet... Um, or a... You know, I was going to say Scarlet Johansson or a Black Widow. No, absolutely Like people not. would lose their minds they would. if Howard the Duck goes yeah, yeah, first. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember in Australia... You I remember, remember Australia. In, I do. But they, there's a, there was some magazine or newspaper or something like that. Yeah. And they're like... We're going to do a sportsman of the year and a sportswoman of the year, mm. and for sportswoman of the year, they picked a horse. Do you remember that? <laughs> no. Do you remember that was it was there was an uproar. Why would you pick a horse? This is the same thing. <laughs> this is exactly the same thing. Anyway, yeah, but there's there's a certain boldness attached to. Did that really happen? That really happened. Uh, I think it was Black Caviar is the name of the horse. That's amazing. That's uh, not that long ago. Then. Yeah, it was like yeah, it wasn't. This the wasn't like in the fifties. No, this was like two years ago. <laughs> but yeah, so. So there's a certain boldness with regard to Marvel where I think they'd be like, if now is the time, if they were going to make a Howard the Duck movie, they would do it now. They shouldn't. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. but they, like, that's the origin of Nick Fury, mm. like back in the, back in the 60s. 
Stan Lee and Jack Kirby made a bet. They're like, okay, Marvel is doing so well right now. I think it was Jack, Stan Lee and somebody. Mm. doesn't matter. Uh, they were like, Marvel is doing so well right now. We, we could make a comic book about anything. Mm. And it and it would it'll be fantastically popular or whatever. Yeah. And so they're like, and Stanley's like, how about we make a war comic book, mm. which are incredibly unpopular right now. Nobody wants. I bet it I was could, the sixties. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but like a World War Two. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And like no nobody's been buying those for years. But I reckon if we put one out, people will do it. And not only that, I'll give it a really dumb name, and people will still buy it. And that this bet was made, and he created Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commandos. Yeah, yeah. And then it became popular. Yeah. So I feel that if. That 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 is the that's the Marvel ethos I think that's the level of popularity where the films are at at the moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like this is the moment, and I don't want to jinx it. That Marvel could now just go off the rails, potentially. Yeah. I'm not saying because they've done anything wrong, they haven't. Yeah, yeah. But this has got to stop at some point. Yeah, right. I hope not, but yeah, yeah. you're right. But anyway, yeah, that's that is the boldness. They were going to make a Howard the Duck film. Their their level of hubris right now. That this is it. Yeah. But they shouldn't. They really shouldn't. <laughs> Make a Black Widow film first. Yeah. There you go. I got some uh, some opinions here on Howl the Duck, actually. I'm ready. Hello, James and Mason. Hello. I'm Danny. Hi, Danny. All, all the way from England. Ooh, I'm England. the official British Mason of the podcast. Oh, That's pretty good. Big call, but good. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the show. I've been listening from day one. Just wanted you to, uh, your thoughts on Howl the Duck joining the team or the Guardians in their future sequels. Uh, I was going to do research if they already had it in the comics, but in the spirit of the show, I decided against it. I just wanted to read that out just because, even though we already talked about it, but I like how he has taken on the spirit of the show by yep. not researching or looking into anything. Why would you? Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty great, yeah. But yeah, you, I think you, we've made our opinions on Howard the Duck clear. Yes. I put, yeah, put him on. No, nah, don't put him on the team because I've already got one out You wouldn't want to, you, you could have him in it, but maybe not on the team. He could just be hanging out in nowhere with Cosmo or whatever. Yeah, totally, yeah. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from uh, Juan Pablo. Hang on, before you get to that, mm. uh, hi, Juan Pablo. Uh, Actually, Can you just hold one, on just for a second? Yeah, one, yeah. just we'll, hold we'll, on the line. Hold yeah. the line for one second. The one thing that I didn't think was really addressed in the movie mm. was why Peter Quill doesn't or cannot go back to Earth. Like, it's been, 20, yeah. it's been 25 he years. He has a spaceship. Yeah, he has a spaceship. He could conceivably do that. Yeah. Earth is not lost. It's not trapped in some sort of yeah. force field or anything like that. Why doesn't he? Yeah. Never addressed. But that's fine. He doesn't want to. I, I guess well, there's, so, nothing, yeah, yeah. there's nothing there well, for Well, I guess him. so. Painful memories and blah, blah, yeah. blah. He could go back for more sweet tunes, yeah, right? He could, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mm, I guess he doesn't need to, though. Like, his, his mother, the only person he really had any attachment to is dead. Yeah, that's true. And he doesn't, he didn't really seem to have any attachment to anyone else. His father's in space, which we should talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah. His father, who is Jason. Of Spartax, yeah, 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 potentially. Potentially, yeah. Well, they, they mentioned that he's a being of like pure light or something. Oh, his mother thinks that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. so. So that's interesting. Uh, I think he's just going to be... Because like, Jason of Spartax is not a huge character. No. He's never been, really. Yeah. I suspect he'll just be alien royalty of some sort. Yeah, sure. that, That'll be it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But that gives him the power to hold the stone and stuff. Though. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, he's got all sorts of stuff yeah, going yeah. on. So he's not completely human, as, correct? As um as mentioned. Mm-hmm. Getting back to Juan. Thank yep. you for holding Juan. Thanks, thanks, Juan. Uh, thanks uh, for your patience. Your your email has been placed in a queue. This is a um this is a question which I'm, I was going to throw to you anyway. Mm-hmm. How the duck blew me away. So do you think it's going to happen? And he says also. Uh, who was your favourite Guardian member? I'll tell you who mine was. Not Drax. That guy was boring. Loved the movie. Can't wait for a sequel. Powerful words. But uh, yeah. yeah, who was your favourite? Uh, yeah, Peter Quill. Yeah, me too, yeah, I think. Yeah. Or Rocket. Mm. I, I like Rocket a lot insofar as I thought he was going to be incredibly annoying, but he wasn't. Yeah. So. <laughs> well done. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah. There you go. We haven't really talked about Gamora. I thought she was great. Oh but... yeah, of course. She um she does that kind of stern kind of like, you know, fighter kind of woman thing mm-hmm. thing pretty well. She's done it in Star Trek and uh, the Losers. She's in the Losers. Yep. Mm-hmm. She's Avatar. She's um, yep. She's an avatar. Yeah, she's great. She should mm. definitely be in more things. And she is in a lot of things. So Correct, yes. So all those things you mentioned all just All those then. things. So, yeah, yeah. No, she's fantastic. So More things where she's just an actual human. Yeah. That would be good it. also. Yeah, yeah. But she has done some good drama stuff. I'm trying to think of... She's in a movie called The Words with okay. Bradley Cooper, which mm. is quite good in that, where Bradley Cooper steals a book huh. and then he's Dennis Quaid in the future. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. You think uh, of Frequency... No, I'm oh, not. Okay. It's a different, different film. I, okay. I, I like Frequency, though. Mm. Yeah, it's a good movie. Wow, maybe. I don't know. Um, questions for Mason, Mason. Also, it's Martin X. My favourite character is Martin X. Oh, okay. No, cool. I don't know what that... I, I can't remember who Martin X is. No, it's Charlie27, because he's got a big blocky head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, this is from a listener whose name I haven't got down here, so I really apologise. James Gunner said he's going to add one more to the sequel. One yep. more Guardians member. Uh-huh. Who would you like to see? Oh, Nate. Yeah, Nate, Nate Parrish. He's got some suggestions. Do you want to do yours or do you want to... Uh, I like... So I sort of like Captain Universe. Yeah. But... He's from the future and he... Oh, no, it's a different guy. You think I'll of Vance Astro. Yeah. The, the thing about Captain Universe, though, is he's... He's sort of... He's a character that's sort of omnipotent, mm. but for whatever reason, that didn't carry over to Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, he used to be... Captain Universe sort of was this force mm. that would appear... And imbue a, like a random person with Lee paste, nice. <laughs> That'll do. But he'd imbue like a regular, like a regular human being with these incredible powers in order to avert some sort of disaster. Yeah. But and Spider Man had the powers for a while, and he could do oh, anything. That. That's like he, he could beat up all those dudes. Yeah, he yeah. could turn like webbing into adamantium yeah. and like fly and and do it like mm. you know knock you know knock buildings over by thinking about it or yeah. whatever. Like so, but in the when Captain Universe became a member of the Guardians, he was just kind of like little energy blasts and stuff like that. Oh, he was, okay, he was, yeah. They they weirdly they mess with his power set. Yeah, like they yeah. could use a different character. I would like to see Nova probably. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, like that. an actual Nova. Yeah, yeah. Nova. Yeah. Sure. Mm. He's um got some suggestions here. Uh, or, Cosmo or Captain Marvel. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sure. What about one Cap- of the, one of the Captain? What about Marvel? Yes, Captain yeah, Marvel. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> just a combination would be fine. Sure. Cosmo. I think we'll say. Um, I don't think we will because we've got we've already got one. Maybe it's a supporting character. Yeah, I mean, like as someone who runs nowhere or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that'd be better. Yeah. But I, he, he couldn't be on the team because we're no, got, no, we've already got right. Rocket. Yeah, so. good point. Uh, Mantis, he's got here. Okay. Bug, though they don't have the rights to Bug apparently. Bug, yeah, okay. uh, I think is, is it Fox? Uh, Adam Warlock, who's yep. That's a it's a good chance of that happening. I'd say that'll be that'll be the Avengers Guardians of the Galaxy crossover. Okay, I reckon Avengers three. I heard somebody make mention that maybe it's Adam Warlock who turned out to be Peter Quill's father. Like if they were going to change the origin. He is more or less a being of pure life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay, that works. And uh Phyla Vell, who um don't know. That's the about. new that's a new Captain Marvel. Okay, cool. Uh she yeah, uh, she's um she also has the Quasar bands, I think. Oh yeah. Were they in the collector's room? Maybe I didn't see him. Yeah. Mm. Might be wrong. Uh yeah, one mm. of the Marvels. Uh just quickly, do you think there was a, were you okay with them knocking down a city in this one? Yeah, it was totally fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good looking city, too. Great looking city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right, All right Mason. I've got yep. questions for Mason. I'm ready. That was the first one. Who do you want to add to the sequel? And you nailed that. You said Thank Nova. You. Um, Wait, maybe I've got somebody else. No, that's it. Don't like Vance Astro? No, <laughs> no, that's fine. I like Vance Astro. I like well, we've also got, we've, we've already got a man, a human man displaced 
in space or time. So yeah. we don't need another one. Yeah, yeah. You weird. know what I'd like to see if when uh, Avengers and Guardians cross over eventually, which they will. Yeah. Peter Quill and Captain America, Steve Rogers, they're both men out of time. Yep. Who wouldn't understand certain references. Yep. And I think there could be something done with that. Uh, some, not, sort of, some sort of who's on yeah. first routine. I don't know what. But when, yeah, yeah, exactly. When neither of them understands who Rihanna is. That'd be pretty great. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Questions for Mason. I'm ready. They floated in space a lot without their helmets and suits, didn't they? They sure did. Yeah. I think that when Peter Quill activates that mask thing, mm. it's like a full body force field okay. kind of thing. Yeah. Because he doesn't see... He's not like, I'm going to risk a lot by doing this and then yeah. he jumps out into space. Yeah. Like, he just does it. So, yeah. I think... Well, I know in the in the comics, or, or his suit do- is kind of spacey-proof. Yeah. Or he doesn't... Like, he's gr- maybe he's grown up with this weird half-alien genetics and yeah. he doesn't realise that normal humans can't do that. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really good point. I didn't yeah. even think of that. He's because he's been doing it for 25 years or whatever. So. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. But I'm going to go with... Like, it's like it's full-body force field. Okay. And But it's, it's just the mask. is the mask with the head-up display and, and whatever. And, and the breathy breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, question two: Were there enough red girls? Uh yeah, I think there were just enough red girls. Okay, yeah, yeah, just yeah. to be clear, I think that red, that red, that that color doesn't one hundred percent one hundred percent work for me. Okay, I don't know enough. something something about it. You're against it. Yeah, blue, great, green, great, red. <laughs> no, maybe not not so much. Beat it, red. Beat it, red. Get out of here. What do you who you think you are? The Red Hulk? <laughs> who you think you are? Red She Hulk? You're none of those things. Get out of here, mate. <laughs> Um, how is Drax going to kill Thanos considering he kept getting bashed by Ronan? I'm probably a big knife. <laughs> okay. I think he punches out his heart in the comics from memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he comes back. Everyone comes back. Uh, do you think... Oh, it was nice that his his obsession immediately switched to Thanos. As yeah. Soon as, Drac- <laughs> as soon as Ronan was destroyed, he's like, yeah. oh, actually, it's, it's Thanos. Now I'm going to go kill Thanos. Yeah, yeah. Do you think they'll actually get him to do it, though? The punch out of the heart. Well, not that in particular, but do you think they'll get Drax to kill Thanos? Or do you think they'll all team up? I think it'll be a team effort. I think it'll be everybody. Uh, Do you think Stan Lee knew... It'll probably be an Avenger. It'll probably be Iron Man, to be fair. Oh, yeah, that's... yeah. Or... Yeah. I reckon they'll all team up. I think think they'll all get in a line. Yeah. And hold hands. (laughs) And punch him? And use the power of love. Okay, good. And then a knife. A big (laughs) knife. (laughs) Do you think Stan Lee knew when he was making that cameo that they were going to be making fun of him? That's a good question. Yeah, you'd, I would say so, yeah. He'd be okay with it. I think, uh, yeah. But I, I'd kind of imagine they put him aside and be like, listen, we're going to make out that you're cheating on your wife and you're a creepy old man. Right. You cool with that? Uh-huh. They're just a thought. Uh, last question. Uh, should people be grabbing that gem? Yeah, grab that gem. I don't know, man. No, make it, what if you're one of the chosen people? Why not? Don't take the chance. No, take the chance. You're in space. What's the worst that could happen? I mean, explode. You might explode. <laughs> But you probably like if you're in if you're in space, you find yourself in space. You're probably destined for a great thing. So just grab that gem. Good point. Yeah, you got That's it. That's a new sign off, by the way. <laughs> grab that gem. All Has- right. Hashtag grab that gem. <laughs> got nice. It's better than eat them eggs. Absolutely. Because yeah. they, they enjoy your burrito. It's similar. Ex- absolutely. And I can't remember how I made that reference. So <laughs> this that. one I'll definitely remember. Definitely. Uh, so we've said best or worst. Obviously best. Highly recommended for yep. me. Uh, where would you rank it in the other Phase 2 movies? I reckon it's the best one. Better than Captain America? Y- yes. You know, it's interesting. Bigger I, ideas, yeah. I think. And it's nice to see a world that we haven't seen before. Also, it's very difficult to pull off considering that none of these characters have been any, in anything prior. Yes. Captain America, we know who he is going in. Yeah. Not to... I, I don't know if it is better because i really enjoyed captain america yeah yeah i'd have to see see this again but you know the weird thing is with this i'm compelled to go and see it again me too captain america i haven't seen again but i i want to yeah but i wasn't like i gotta go out and see that again straight away and i think 
this one to me, for whatever reason, is going to be much easier to recommend to friends, I mm-hmm. think. Okay. And I'm going to get different groups of people. I think it's one of those ones where I'm going to get different groups of people to see it yeah. and just be in the cinema stare and I'm going, I hope they like the, hope they like the bit that I like. <laughs> oh, they like the bit that I liked. You know, that kind of thing. Whereas, you, do you... Going because it's difficult to say because we've seen all the movies in order. Yeah, is it if you haven't seen any of the other Captain Amer- any anything else with Captain America in it, would you understand Captain America too? I think so. Okay, I think uh, it's pretty made pretty clear. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But I think definitely again, given that we haven't seen any of these characters before, mm. you could go in knowing nothing about any of the yeah, other Marvel like the movies. first Star Wars or, yeah, yeah. or whatever. And yeah. I think it's something like Avengers is very well told in that if even if you don't know anything about Iron Man or Captain mm. America or Nick Fury or any of those guys. It's it's well told enough that you can go in and you figure out yeah via context clues you understand who all the characters are mm. but this again this one entirely new cast yeah I think if you if anyone has ever if you know someone who's liked Star Wars or anything like mm. that uh, nobody likes Star Wars yeah I know right you, then they'll get it also something that I was going to mention earlier but I forgot again yeah um he the, Peter Quill is a child of the eighties and he's especially a child of movies from the eighties. Insofar as he's got a character trait and it saves the day at the end. Okay. And he really likes songs from the 80s. And at the end, Ronan's about to destroy the planet and he engages him in an 80s dance. Yeah. And he distracts him long enough to save the day. That shouldn't work, should it? No, it should not, but it did. But it totally does. Yeah, exactly. yeah that was great. If, I think if that had gone two seconds longer, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah. But it yeah. didn't. It was great. That's it. And then they grabbed that gem. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right, Mason. Uh, I've got uh, some listener opinions just uh, just quickly. Now, glowing reviews all around for this. Um, mm. Nate, who I mentioned, loved it. Cameron Fuller loved it. They reached out on Twitter. This is from Daniel Tonks, and he has this to say, and I'll see what you say. Ooh. Uh, I saw Guardians today, uh, left feeling overly disappointed, <laughs> though I think I'll enjoy it more on the second viewing. I felt it didn't quite hold up to the level of the, event of the Avengers, uh, which set for ensemble films. Story felt a bit lacking, mm-hmm. and I got lost easily in all the explosions and mindless killing which I felt was extremely heavy for a Disney Marvel movie. Though I do realise this was probably nothing compared to what they'll do in Age of Ultron. Uh, the Hell of the Duck scene was also pointless and a waste of a perfect opportunity to set up more about Peter Quill's father, which, after all that was set up in the third act, was where I thought it was going. Hmm. hmm. What do you think? I think that's valid. Yeah, that's, yeah fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Once mm. again, I defy you not to like it, even though you've just said you don't <laughs> like it. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. We can't all like space adventures, that's I guess. That's exactly it. Yeah, that's fair enough. I can understand that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for writing in, Daniel. I just wanted to share like another side of it. Yeah. Because I knew we'd be like, we love it so much. <laughs> all right. You know, it's time for me. Oh, no, no. I'm going to name my kids Rocket and Raccoon. <laughs> Do you know what it's time for? What we read and what we're going to read? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. I'm doing the theme. What are we reading today? Do you have a what are we reading for this week? No, but I'm going to recommend you read Marvel Team Up number five and Savage Dragon Destroy Duck number one and just see how those go. Me? Yeah, you or somebody else. Oh, bloody, I am going to read that. Please do, yeah. You better believe it. Also, read some of the old. There are actually some good Howard the Duck. Read some Howard the Duck. Okay. It's quite fun. Okay. Um, Is he like a Deadpool y kind of character? Yeah, a little bit, but mm. he's a duck. There's he did a there was a Marvel Max series in about two thousand and seven. Yeah. Again, it was Steve, Steve Gerber wrote it, and it's very it's quite bizarre. Mm. 
He meets God. He goes to a haunted house. All sorts of stuff. <laughs> In the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. But yeah, some of the ones from the, like, the 60s and the 70s are super great. Okay. So they'll be on Comixology at this point. Absolutely. Everything is, right? Everything is. They I'm... should really start paying us for this. I know, right? Yeah. Well, not after I have something to say now, Mason. Oh, boy. Uh, this is a what you shouldn't read, because I got... This you got week. burned, did you? Big time. Okay, I'm ready. Now, I've recommended multiple Guardians books before, in particular, like the reboot from 2008, I believe it yeah. is. You can kick off there if you, if you want, because, you know, they're, they're a good read. And, the you know, there's stuff where Iron Man meets up with them, which yep. is all good and whatever. But there's an issue uh, called The Guardians of the Galaxy Prelude. Uh-huh. Prelude? Sure. Uh, it goes for fourteen ninety nine on Comixology, and you bought that for fourteen ninety nine. You better believe I did, uh-huh. Mason. Did but you? Do you feel you got fourteen ninety nine worth of entertainment? Absolutely not. Whoa. So I, I'm not a big fan of tying comics to movies. Yep. But I thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to give this a go because uh-huh. there were some okay reviews. So basically, there's a kind of a stories that happened just before for Nebula and Gamora, Groot and Rocket, and the, uh, the Collector, mm. and they kind of set the, the scene for the movie. Right. And I thought they were going to go through every single character. And those stories, they're, they're quite tight and they're well told and they you just find out where... Are, uh, these, are these the movie characters? This is the movie universe. Right, so yeah, not yeah. the comic book universe. Okay. Not the comic book universe. Right, so right. you find out where, uh, like, about more about Gamora and Nebula's relationship and where she gets her metal arm from and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Who just disappeared, by the way? We should... She just yeah, she, she just flew she, off. Yeah, I assumed she was going to fall to, to Earth, death. but then she landed on rocket ship, and then was that rocket ship? Was it? Can't remember. Yeah, yeah. let's say it was. Yeah, I love that bit when but rocket yeah, crashed through the. But yeah, she did disappear. She got scraped off at some point. Yeah. and didn't come back. Yeah, mm. there you go. Yeah, and then so I'm reading, and I'm like, I'm enjoying this, and then about I don't know, maybe not even halfway through, it just intercut. The whole thing is just then the origin stories, like the original comics for like Groot. And Star Lord and all these ones from like the sixties and seventies. I was real. I was really pissed off. Uh-huh. That look, I, I'm okay buying what it was. If uh-huh. that was like this is six bucks, this is these stories. Right, right. I would have been absolutely okay with it. Uh-huh. But that is bullshit. You feel, <laughs> you feel it was a bait and switch? Absolutely, it was. Okay. So do not read that. Do you feel you learned something about those characters though? No. Uh, yeah. Look. As I said, those stories are well told. Mm. If they're a, a dollar an issue, yeah. which is what they're worth, right? yes. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, stay away from that. It's bullshit. Wow. So, yeah. But I, what I am going to read, though, uh, Joss Whedon uh, released a biography, huh. I think, this week. And uh, um, he includes a letter from Tom Hiddleston who thanks him, or an email, thanks him for giving the role of Loki and how he's uh-huh. really excited for it and whatever. So I'm, I'm, I'll give that a read. Maybe not this week. So it's a biography. It's like a, it's a, it's a book. It's a book, like huh. a, with words and pictures. Wow. No pictures, though. I mean, there's a front cover. Yep. But mm. Mm. I would find that interesting, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Is it called Weeding Out the Gold or something? Is that what it's called? <laughs> it's called Don't Weed on Me. Wow. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I've got a listener, um, friend of the show suggestion as well, uh-huh. what we're reading. Uh, if Mason gets uh, around to reading any of the New 52, have you? Uh, no, but I will. Okay. I'd like to submit my recommendation for Aquaman. This is a very popular ongoing, uh, from what I can tell, particularly while the fantastic Jeff Johns uh, was still on it. Aquaman is probably my favorite superhero, despite all the abuse he gets from the general public. He seems like a pretty swell guy. Swell like waves, story. get it? Yeah, I get yes. it. I get it. Yeah. Also, you say people don't tell jokes anymore. <laughs> at least we all, we you know, at least we have our puns, which is true. And that joke you I, told I, at yep, the start. It's pretty great. Uh, what do you two think about Aquaman? I've read that. Mm-hmm. Well, not all of it, not where it's currently up yeah, to. Yeah. It's, it's, it is really good. 
I feel he's got a lot of potential and he's sometimes wasted. And I yeah. haven't read the, you, you, yeah, this one's good. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, yeah. What's the premise of this one? The premise is that it opens where he's already married. Um, yep. I can't remember her name to his wife. The redhead one. Hera? No. Someone's saying something yep. to me. But yeah. It's at, probably got Murr in it. Mer, yeah, that sounds right, I think. Yeah. yeah. Mera. Mera. There we Mera. go, yeah. And um, there, there's a few like amusing moments where he, the very, it opens where he stops some bank, um, some people who were robbing a bank or they were, what robbing an armored truck, uh-huh. and and it's it's away from the o- from the ocean, and the yeah, cops yeah. are like, "What are you What are you doing here?" Right, and right. then they're like, "Do you want a glass of water?" And it's kind of like they're kind yeah, of right. like having a go at him or whatever. So it's kind of a not acknowledge that people don't love Aquaman. I kind of think is a bit of a joke. Like right. he gets interviewed in a restaurant, and the the interviewer says to him, like he doesn't want, he just wants to eat his lunch, and the uh-huh. interviewer says to him, uh, "How does it feel to be everybody's least favorite superhero and and all this kind of stuff?" Uh-huh. But it's it's no it's it's a really good read and it's maybe cool. he gets his water hand which is your favorite yeah, absolutely hand, yeah but I haven't got up to that yet, now my so. favorite's grappling hook hand I think. oh okay right yeah yeah uh, there's a there's an old uh, Marvel used to have an old parody comic book called What the I think we've discussed uh, yeah, that before yeah. and there was one that was it was a Justice League versus Avengers parody and they yeah. all team up and there's this huge splash page of incredible battles or whatever mm-hmm. and it's just Aquaman and the Submariner just drinking tea and they're like so how are things in your Royal City of Atlantis and he's like. I don't know. I think I've been dethroned again. I can't keep track. How's your wife? Ah, oh, she's insane. How about your wife? Dead. I had to kill her after she went insane. That's kind of. <laughs> that's pretty great. Mm. Uh, 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 that's it. Uh, that's it. I think Mason keep po- keep calling people dickheads, and James keep pretending to have watched movies. You phony. It's from Barry Dublin Island. Three names. Hmm. So yeah, I would I would say if you're going to jump into the 52, people like the Batman stuff. It's good. But Aquaman is definitely up there. All right, cool. With some of the best stuff, if not the best. So. Cool. Oh, that's what we're reading for this week. Were you going to read something? Did you mention something already? Howard the Duck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, read old them Howard the Duck. <laughs> read She-Hulk from back in the day, from like the 80s or the 90s. Okay. Really good. Should I also read that? Yes. Should, does it hold up? I don't know. It's been a long time, but it probably sure has. Yeah. Time does pass. Yeah. Now, remember last week you, you requested a segment called More Alan Moore or Alan Moore? Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yep. That sounds like something I do. This is from our resident Alan Moore uh, aficionado. He's written it again. Yep. His local comics bookstore refuses to stock before Watchmen because it's a slap in the face for Alan. Right. Which makes sense because remember he lives near Alan Moore. Yeah, yeah. Even though I was offering uh, my custom to them. Also, my dad tells me at one point he had a wife and a girlfriend at the same time and they all slept in a bed, which probably would have been squashy because he is not a small man. I've heard that he's a big guy. I've never seen that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh This is my favorite one though. He was also a guest lecturer at Northampton College, but didn't accept that he'd ever written a single comic. And he was great. <laughs> this would have been after Watchmen and before, like, Leave of Shore and stuff like that, yeah. And he was a guest of honor at my local comic book store convention, and he wouldn't sign anything he obsessed, because he's obsessed with the badness of capitalism and thinks uh, you will sell it, which is a recurring thing, apparently, in his stories where he's, he hates capitalism. But that's great, where he just yep. flat out refuses that he's, that he's written anything. Yeah, that's pretty good, yeah. I love Alan Moore. Yeah. He's the best. And that was Alan Moore for this week. Uh, I've just thought perhaps uh, if anybody knows uh, any other different character creators, we could have a segment about them. I'd like to see um, John Byrne. Like okay. if, if uh, comic book creator from the 80s, John Byrne, if, if he's ever given you a sweet burn... <laughs> Like either either, <laughs> either literally or figuratively, John Byrne, Sweet Byrne. Yeah, yeah. If you, okay, yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. If you could do that as well. That's, so when people write in, do they have to have a pun that relates? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian Michael Bendis, and like you saw him like bend something in a strongman competition. <laughs> you know, 
That's all I want. No That's... puns. Not interested. Yeah, beat it. Mm. Uh, Daniel Martins, the official Grumpy Cramps, Grumpy Old Cramps of the Weekly Planet's written in. He says, I need your help, Mason. Oh. Well, both of us. I'm a huge comic book movie fan and have been able to interest my wife, Joanna, in these movies, especially the Marvel ones. For some reason, she loves Thor and not talking about the character. I'm assuming she means Chris Hemsworth. Yep. He is super good looking. Mm-hmm. However, I'm having some problems in convincing her to see Guardians of the Galaxy. Can you help... And make a good point for her to see it with me. You'll be saving my marriage. He's asking the right people, isn't he, for this? Absolutely. If someone's marriage is the balance, you go for two idiots on the other side of the planet. Well, look, if she likes Thor, specifically for Chris Hemsworth, Mm -hmm. you just show the Chris Pratt shirtless bit. Boy, do you. That's all you need. Yeah, yeah. Is that it? I think so, yeah. It's a fun... Say, like, do you like Star Wars? And if she says yes, you say, then you'll love this. If if she says no, you say, it's better than Star Wars. Right. Star Wars is for dickheads. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Also say, hey, uh, this might help save your marriage. <laughs> as far as we know. <laughs> That's it. Good luck, Daniels. You'll be fine. Yep. Right? Or his marriage will break down. <laughs> now. But hey, it's out of our hands. That's it. Entertainment purposes only. <laughs> this is what his show is. Uh, this is from uh, Kamil Barowski. Mm-hmm. What are some of your favorite... Poor man actors. You know, like the poor man. For example, mine is Death from Supernatural. who was a poor man's Bill Nighy. That's a good one, actually. Uh, yeah, Do you know yeah. him? He's like a real skinny looking dude. Yep, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, He's, the official speed ra- He's the official speed racer distributor. Great. I remember that reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love it. He says in brackets, I'm busy at water. Fuck off, Mason. So, oh. yeah, that's... <laughs> Pretty good. You got any poor man's there? Ah, uh, off the top of my head. Yeah. No. Give me, give me one. Skeet Ulrich, poor man's Johnny Depp. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. He's from Scream and yep. other things. Now this one is debatable. Uh-huh. Nick Nolte and Gary Busey. Oh, which but, is the poor man? Which man's. is the poor man? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on that? Ah, uh, let me think. Gary Busey is the poor man's Nick Nolte. Yeah, right. Uh, that's that's a must. Unless you're going on craziness, in which case Nick. <laughs> Nolte is the man's Gary Busey because Busey is the crazy yeah, one, right? Yeah, by a long shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of some other examples. I know, right? We know, like, Christian Slater is a very poor man's Jack Nicholson. Yep. Especially, like, a young Jack Nicholson in the 90s, especially. Steve Zahn has to be a poor man's something, right? I'd say he's a poor man's McConaughey. Yeah, okay. Even yeah. though we're in Sahara together. Though I like Steve Zahn. Yep. Um, that guy, Josh Gad, is a poor man's Jack Black. Yep, okay. Even though he is good. Yep. Um, Scott Wolf is the poor man's Tom Cruise. Yes, yep. I would say that Tobey Maguire is the poor man's Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> is that Busey and Nolte? Yep, Who does it say is the poor man? Uh, okay, this because I've looked. It says Gary Busey is like a slightly crazy and less expensive version of Nick Nolte. So there we go. Okay, vindicated. All right, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, I guess that's some. Christian Slater is the poor man's Jack Nicholson. Would Didn't you I say agree that? With that? Yeah. Did I just say that? Did you say that? You're son words. of a bitch. No, you didn't. Some of these are just look- lookalikes, though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Greg Kinnear is the poor man's something. Right. But now he's less. Maybe the poor man's Tom Cruise. Not Tom Cruise. Um, Tom Hanks. Yeah, okay, yeah. Kind yeah, of a he's family man kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Did you uh, see the Into the Woods trailer this week with Johnny Depp? Yeah, into no, the, the, the musical. The retelling musical. I've seen an amateur version of that. And it was yeah, really, I, I was, was there really for that. Good. Oh, you were there? Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. But Johnny Depp's the wolf. He's, and he wears a hat. Huh. Oh, um, uh, Dennis Quaid, poor man's Harrison Ford. Yes. Because they always wanted to replace Indiana Jones with Dennis Quaid, right? I think I said that. Did you? Well, mate, that's, <laughs> that's, what, I'm that that's what I'm thinking of. That's what I'm thinking of. 
I'm sure Dennis Hopper is the poor man something before he died. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Good examples there. Great examples. Thank you, Camille. Have a great day at Warner Brothers. Yeah. James and Mason. Would you say that Jason Statham is a poor man's Bruce Willis? Or would you Not say at all. There you go. Is that yeah. one of your examples you got there? I would yeah. say Willis now is a poor man's Jason Statham. There you go. Wow. Fuck Bruce Willis. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like, when's the last time Bruce Willis put any effort into anything? Never. Yeah. Die hard. One. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. James and Mason. I want to know your thoughts on the best, worst of Alien crossover comics. Here are some examples. Superman v. Aliens. Batman v. Aliens, Green Lantern v. Aliens, Judge Dredd v. Aliens, <laughs> Alien v. Predator v. Terminator. I haven't read... I've only read Superman v. Aliens. And, and that's that, garbage. Because it, it's the, the the weird premise where Superman versus Aliens is not a contest at all. Because no. he's got heat vision and super breath and he's acid proof. And I think he's Superman also. He's also Superman, yeah. And it's not... But so they had to... There's a, It's a weird situation where... He powered by gets, a volcano or something. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah remember, exactly. Yeah. No. I look. They're all shameless cash-ins. Yeah, I think there are two great ones, and we've talked about them before. Uh, Batman versus Predator, the yep. original one. None yep. of the none of the sequels. Yep. because uh, it's well illustrated and it's it and, makes sense. Yep. And Robocop Converses, Terminator kill humans. Correct, the, because it's incredibly <laughs> bizarre. Yeah. The rest of them, no. It's it's just these are specifically the alien one though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, mm, progressively worse, I think. Yeah. You said. Is that? Yeah, yeah, and weirdly contrived. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't yeah, like yeah. him. No. Don't like him? No. I think you'd, th- you'd think something like Judge Dredd v. v Aliens would work. You haven't read that one? I haven't read it. No. But like Green Lantern v. Aliens. Why? Because space. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But again, and I haven't read it, but Green Lantern, like he's, he's got the ring, right? He's, he could just build a little house that he could live a in A little forever. acid-proof house. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Like there's very, I bet there's a bit where it's like the the acid is yellow, so it breaks his defense. Right, even though it's never been yellow in the films. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think it is yellow. That's also Greenland's not susceptible to yellow anymore. I think that's right. The thing exactly. That they yeah. got rid of because that's dumb. In fact, I think it was. I think I think Greenland versus Aliens. It was um, Kyle Rayner as well, who, yeah. who's never had the yellow weakness. Okay, so well, there you go. Yeah, you looking it up? Yes, I'm looking it up. Good. Here we go. Maybe, maybe it's Hal Jordan. Never mind. <laughs> But look, the point is, there's no scenario, there's no alien scenario. Imagine any of the characters in Aliens had a green lantern ring. Mm. There would be no problem. No. You know why? Because you just surround everybody in a big green bubble, you blast through whatever facility you're in, yeah. you go into space. <laughs> what can the aliens do? Nothing. Oh no, Kyle Rain is in this. Yeah. Uh, oh, I see, you know what it is? It appears, it's like a... It's like a it's like a series of... It's a four-issue limited series and it's it's different eras. So the aliens fight Hal Jordan and they fight okay. Kyle Rayner and etc. Well, that's so. interesting, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Look, I'm going to give it a chance. Okay, yeah. good, I'm good. I'm not going to read the plot summary. I'm going <laughs> to give it a chance. It's probably not very good. Okay. Maybe it's great. I don't know. Sure. Joe Lloyd has oh, written Ron it. Mars wrote it. He's good. Who? Ron Mars. Okay, there yeah. you go. Yeah. So we've jumped on something there that we shouldn't have. Yeah. I'm going to read all the... Ver- I'm going to find a torrent of all the verses verses. And okay. Just... <laughs> Joe Lloyd's written in Mason. Yes, he um he was he was actually coincidentally he was going to get us the Andy Cubit uh, Predator sketch. Oh yeah, but he said he asked him and he was like, "I'm busy, I can't do it." No, that's great. That's fine. You don't have to do whatever. It's cool. It's just cool that you know that guy. But anyway, he uh, drove into the city the other day and he pulled up uh, to the Comic Con. Uh-huh. I parked next to uh, the little secret side entrance entrance to where all the guests walk in. Oh, there's a secret side entrance. Apparently, I saw Kevin Smith and I told him to stop doing what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and he flipped me off. Great. 
That's pretty good. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. Just okay, stop I'm, doing what you're doing. Yeah, I like Kevin Smith, but I thought that's a that's an amusing story yeah. that I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he was like making a toddler smoke weed or something. Maybe that's why. <laughs> Maybe this was a heroic right. act. Yeah. Uh, actually, if anybody has cool, because we we obviously have listeners that went to San Diego Comic Con. Wow, I got a letter on that actually. Yeah, yeah. So if you have some cool stories from that, let us know. How about like this one? Them, yeah. This is from Pete. I'm skipping ahead a few letters. Okay. To tie this in, yep. Pete Fultz. Do you remember him? He's a good dude. Yeah. Giant guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Got a baby. Uh, the official Red Hood of the Weekly Planet pod. Mm. I moved to San Diego in March and still couldn't get tickets to SDCC, but I did go down and check out the mayhem, and it is mayhem. There's tons of stuff to do and see without getting without getting in. I've included some cool pics, and he has. I'll show you Love after. It. It's awesome. However, there's nothing really better than sitting in a bar, drinking a beer, watching the Winter Soldier walk in, then Loki, then Iron Fist, and then Spider-Man <laughs> driving by on the back of a car yelling like a mad dog. Plus, everyone on the train was discussing comics like I usually hear people discussing sports. Fuck sports! That's right. Uh, for, for a couple of days, it was like living in the best version of the world. P.S. Next year, I'm going no matter what, and would love to be your correspondent for you. Ooh. So there you go. I'd yeah, love sure. to hear some. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some more stuff. That'd be yeah, great, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a weird that any kind, of, any kind of really large sort of conventional like festival vibe. Mm. Like a, it happens with the, in Melbourne with the comedy festival. Yeah. There's a certain area of the city... It's just it's it's just it's it's just mayhem and yeah. like everybody you know everybody yeah. in that area of the city. Or well, you do because yeah, all I your do. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you, can, I, I've I've you know walked from one you know upper street and just like high five like six people in a row. Yeah, and we don't say anything because why would you need to? But you just and then you step like a block away from that and you look at somebody like what are you looking at? And you're like oh jeez, I've gone too far. But Put yeah, your bloody hand down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He also sent some comics over, some Saga and some Ooh. Hawkeye and some Manhattan Project. Love it. So that's cool. Thank you, but sir. Thanks, Pete. Really appreciate it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'll be happy to do that next year. All for it. Yeah. Maybe we'll do some Comic Con stories next next year. Not actual, like, legitimate news stories. No, absolutely not. But, just, like, people writing some experiences. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Liam. If you could insult some celebrities, that would be Please. great. <laughs> yeah, let us know how that goes. Get them on video. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Weekly Planet exclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liam and uh, my brother actually he pointed this out. Remember last week we said that The Rock very rarely plays a villain or yep. hasn't, uh-huh. and but it, we, we worked out that he was a Scorpion King also was a villain. Uh, both of them pointed out that he was a villain in Get Smart. He was too. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, my brother said that the reason he remembers because he remembers he remembers thinking it was weird that he was the villain. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Get Smart. But uh, also, I thought of this one during the week. He was the villain in Doom. He fought Carl Urban. Was Carl Urban the hero in Doom? Yeah. I have no memory of that. We saw Doom. I've seen it. <laughs> but I mean, things you've got to black out sometimes. Do you remember there was that bit where it was like, this bit's just like the game and they had the first Terrible, person yeah. perspective. Why? I don't know. It's like not playing a game. It's mm-hmm. like watching someone play a game. Terrible. Anyway, they're doing Doom 4 though, but they're calling it just Doom. Hmm. Just a Doom. Great. <laughs> <laughs> just another Doom movie. <laughs> I bet the game. Oh, okay, right. okay. Uh, Stephen also said, uh, he, he wrote it and said, he has been a bad guy in wrestling because you said he hadn't been a bad guy. And I say a lot of things, though. Yeah, and that it's some of his best work. Okay, cool. Also, so Stephen, he switched. He had a yeah, heel turn. That's it. Hmm. Stephen uh, sent us a novel that he's working on, which I haven't had a chance to read, and I might not get a chance to. So, Stephen, if I don't reply, it's not because I hate it. It's because I haven't got around to it. It's because you're it. too engrossed in the novel. <laughs> yes, that's right? right. Yeah, yeah. There you go. All right, I have a challenge for you. This is from Siobhan. I'm great at challenges. Good. I work with a woman called Siobhan. Is it the same woman? Might be, I'll find out. Okay, cool. I'll ask her at work. Great. (laughs) 
I have a challenge for you. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, and please do, is to create a completely original superhero character with a unique set of powers never seen before, design the costume, and create a menacing nemesis. If you complete the challenge, you will, you will receive a sense of pride and achievement. That'd be nice. For once. <laughs> and, and I will send you a box of cookies to Australia. Not really. Keep up the excellent work. Do we have to do it now? Absolutely. No, we don't. Now. No, we're not really. You okay. know why? I, this is incredibly difficult to do. I remember when I was a kid, I tried to do this. Uh-huh. And I drew like a guy with a car. And immediately when I drew it, I'm like, this is junk. <laughs> okay, if you still have that, though, we'll, we'll, we'll submit that, I think. I think he had a lightning bolt on his chest, which is, you know, the the universal symbol of many other heroes. Yep, sure. Yeah, yeah. And he had a car. Great. So that's good. Yeah. I don't know what his powers was. You know what? It's. I, I think we've got to the point where most powers have been done. Yeah, there's almost and, nothing that hasn't yeah, been done. And yet. every, I mean, we got we had we got Technopath. That was a new one. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but that was pretty yep, much yep. it. And it's more about social media power. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yep. Social awareness power. Mm. Oh, Captain Planet. Yep. But I also... Um, I was going to say... All the origin stories have been done as all well. All the origin right? stories have done. It's more about how, what you do with the powers than what they are, I think. And yeah, yeah. creating an interesting character more than the powers and, and whatnot. Okay, I what think. I'm going to do, I think, remind me to do this, is every week... Uh, I will add, like, I'll, I'll take an element of the, I'll create an element of a character. Okay. And, like, in, like, a year, we'll have a full one. Okay. All right. Yep. Do you want to start this week? No, I'll do it next week. Okay. I will remind you. Yeah, I know. Okay. Okay, good. I'll be ready for this. Yep. Thanks, Siobhan. I'll see you at work. All right. <laughs> hey, guys. The other day, my brother and I were discussing how sometimes in order to, for superheroes to gain their powers, they have to make great sacrifices. Yep. My question is, how yes. far would you be willing to go to get a superpower that would be equivalent to the amount sacrificed. And in the comics, what do you? Th- who do you think sacrificed the most and gets the short end of the stick for superpowers? So first question, Yep. how far would you be willing to go to sacrifice something to get equivalent powers? So would you cut off your arm for a metal arm? Oh, it depends how good the metal arm was. It's okay. Then no. <laughs> also, is it just a metal arm? Yeah. It's not a cyborg arm, it's just no. a metal arm. No, no, metal- absolutely not. No. Okay. Uh, I've thought about... Yep. I don't think I want any superpower at any point. There and I especially go. don't want superpowers like Superman. Yeah. Because yeah. what a burden. Absolutely, yeah. Because I'd eventually snap. Uh huh. Because you can't. You'd live forever and you'd just be constantly helping people. Like it'd wear you down. Right, right, right. So I think characters like Spider Man would be a better skill set to have because right. he still ages at a relatively normal rate. Uh-huh. And he doesn't have to go fly into space and fight aliens in a distant right, right, right. but he has he does do that uh-huh. occasionally yeah I don't know would you be willing to sacrifice anything I don't know well people often I think the, the standard question is would you rather have flight or superhuman strength yeah I think back in the day I would have said superhuman strength because mm. you know angry young people you know sure. what they're like yeah. but I mean what what's the practical purpose of that there isn't one now you're flight right flight is great good point you could yeah, be yeah. like hey I've got, you know I'm seeing this band you know, in another state. You're yeah. like, I'll see you there in five minutes. I'm assuming you mean like speed flight without your skin tearing off and you don't get Correct. cold. Correct, yes. Like all those things all go those together. All those things, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the same with strength comes with invulnerability. More or less, yeah. Because if you just have super strength and no invulnerability, you'd punch and your arm would explode. Correct, yes. Like a burst sausage. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But I'll be, well, but you could jump far with... Uh, nah. Because your power's in your legs You've got well. stubby little legs. But you're right. Where would that come in handy, really? Unless you were a crime fighter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but how far would I go for, to yeah. fly? Chop your legs off? No. Chop my legs off? Yeah. It's a bargain when you think about it. <laughs> hmm. What would you give up? Your car? Yeah. 
Yeah, obviously. I could fly. That's what I give up. What was the second question? Who do you think's given up the most? Yeah. Uh, Daredevil. Yeah. He's blind. But I would argue that what he can do is better than saying. Really? Yep. Hmm. I mean, the only thing he can't really do is see color. Yeah, yeah. He gives a shit. I love color. Yeah. How do you watch Guardians? Try and watch Guardians of the Galaxy in black and white, you idiot. I will. Good. Um, yeah, I guess, yeah. I've got here, well, like Superman technically has lost everything. Yeah, yeah. But he, that was as a, as a baby. Like, he wasn't a grown person or a, even a kid who lost yeah, that. Yeah. So he doesn't have a memory of it. Mm. Obviously, it still sucks. Yeah, yeah. But, like, interestingly, all the Guardians have lost something mm. to lead them to where they are. So I thought that was interesting mm. also. But, yeah. Also, I thought about this. On the other side of that, you've got characters who have lost nothing and have amazing powers. Correct. Reed Richards. Yep. Hal Jordan. Yeah. Daredevil. Yep, great, sure. <laughs> Everybody in the Fantastic Four except the thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Think Stilt what. man. Stilt man. <laughs> what an amazing set of powers he has. Yep. Yeah, i got to send you that Stilt man fanfic as well. All right, good. Yeah, yeah. Any other thoughts? No, that's it. All right. That's from the uh, from XZ Neil. P.S. Nick Mason is dead to me until he at least gets into season two of Game of Thrones. I am dyslexic, so I have issues reading. I have that as well. Hmm. Not the dyslexic, but just the reading. The reading thing, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yet still, I've been reading the book faster than you can sit down to watch what a one-hour show. Man up, Nick. Look. Shut up. <laughs> I'll get there when I get there. All right, Mason. That's it. That'll do, pig. Love it. Sorry, Robert, the official Duck Jedi, told me to say that too. Okay. <laughs> Next week, Mason. I suspect you're making up people who are really? emailing in just to insult me. Uh, really? Nah, not really. Honestly, I'm, I, would, I mean, I would do that. Yeah, I know you would. But yeah. I haven't. Mm. You've, you've got the email. You can go through. Oh, yeah. You remember the yeah. password? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Figure it out. <laughs> All right. Um... Not sure about next week. You? Thoughts? No, nah, we'll figure something out. Yeah, yeah. If anyone's got any suggestions for shows... Been working so far. Yeah, that's it. Where can they reach us at? Uh, you can find us at Weekly Planet Pod on Gmail, Facebook, and Twitter. I am at Wikipedia Brown on at, Twitter. Yes, and I am at Mr. Sunday Movies and on Facebook and YouTube, where I think I'm, I'm doing a Guardians of the Galaxy Easter egg video. Love it. Which I'm behind on at the moment, mm-hmm. which I'm still working on. Great. So check it out, Mason. I will. That's the show for this week, everybody. Have sure a- is. Uh, eat them gems. What are we? <laughs> grab, grab that gem. Grab that, grab that gem. gem, everybody. Okay, bye. bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.